Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dos Acero Football Podcast. We are broadcasting live to you and to every other internet point in the entire world via YouTube. You can catch us live every Wednesday night from 9.15, for the next uh, five, six hours of probably the best soccer talk you are ever going to hear, at least today. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Chigu. I have uh, with us tonight, as always, a distinguished panel of guests to discuss the latest goings-on in the world of soccer, particularly in Liga Amekis and dealing with Mexican soccer. That is the area where we tend to gravitate toward the most. And there's a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we could talk about everybody's favorite Sperry Univac computer. Of course, we're talking about Chivas TV. What is the latest with that? We have our, our, our Chivas TV correspondent, Joel Aceves, will give us some of the details. Joel, maybe you can give us a little taste, a little sneak preview. What do you have for us tonight? Well, Jan, basically... Uh, Chivas Experiment. Just, just, just give us a little, just a little taste, just a little taste. You don't have to spill the beans all at once. Do you have breaking news? Well, according to Profeco, if you register for Chivas TV, you're you're now eligible for a hundred twenty percent refund. Hundred and twenty percent refund if you register <laughs> for Chivas TV and don't like the service. Well, we'll get into that. We have uh, a lot to talk about. Obviously, uh, this weekend is the. Uh, as they say, El Clásico Nacional, between Chivas and America. How convenient that uh, Ruben Sambuesa was uh, was allowed to play this game. And it is at the Azteca, so it will actually be on TV, so people will actually get to watch it. And uh, I believe that's going to – are they going to do that Saturday night at 9? Is that, is that when it's going to be played, Chiquis? You, uh, you secret Americanista, you, we know that you're – yeah, that's when they're playing. That you, and that you, that you have you have azul crema tendencies, Chiquis. Let's not let's not deny. Of course, I'm talking about Albert El Chiquis Campa. How are you, sir? Hey, doing good. Hey, I'm I'm glad Sambu gets to gets to play. And uh, yeah, they do play Saturday night, so it should be it should be good. You know, I, I really feel bad for the guy because he is a marked man. You know, I don't think that he'll ever earn the respect of the refs, uh, and they just. You know, for for him, a, a foul is a yellow, and a harsh foul is is, is going to be a red. And you know, he doesn't get he doesn't get uh, the leniency that, that that other players get. So it's uh, it's unfortunate for him. It, it, it is the cross he has to bear. It is the cross he has to bear, and may, and maybe uh, someone who uh, is, is 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 bearing a, a cross because the America is just not uh, not not playing all that well. I don't I don't know if he's going to join us. Or he might just be listening. He might be he might be listen only. He might be might be one of those college kids that or like like you walk into a college class and there's a 46 year old person there. They're just auditing. They're just there to to listen to the to the professor. I don't know if he's going to participate or not. We haven't heard him all night. Uh, but at least since I've been on, of course, we're talking about uh, Ronnie the Luna. Ronnie, are you going to join us tonight? Are you? Do I need to summon you? Do no, I need to summon you? Hang on. No, I'm here. I'm here. I, I feel like I should summon you, if you don't mind. I like, I like summoning you. I actually like that song. I don't think... <laughs> the the, the Parchis version? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's not bad. He likes the I, I feel I do feel bad, though, that 
that I crushed one of Joel's favorite childhood memories. <laughs> it was like it was like a double barrel blast by 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 one telling them that 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 Parchis was actually span you know they were Spaniard band and that they were wearing America getup. Joel, have you recovered from that? Or are you are you yeah. still? Uh, it was to the face, John. Yeah. <laughs> No, I've it come was, to terms it, with it. No, honestly, was it was it a fue fue bofetada con guante blanco, or was it like were you a cold cocked? <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was shocking. Um, but uh, you know, I put that behind me. Well, I keep trying to, John, but you keep putting the music. So, so you're trying to forget, huh? I'm trying and, to and, forget. And yeah. I'm, I'm I'm very mean because because I just. <laughs> That's not very nice of me. Just, but, well, I'm sorry. I, 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 I feel bad. We, uh, we interrupted Ronnie. He was, he was, uh, didn't get a chance to get off. No, wait, his, just, uh, just for his reference. Yes. Yeah, just for reference, I grew up on Parchis. Uh, as a kid, uh, they used to play me the records. Hey, everybody has their dirty little secrets about their <laughs> their musical choices when they were kids. Joela. I mean, mine. Uh, you know, I feel like I, I, I've known you guys well enough that I can discuss this now publicly. But mine was Abba, you know. I had an older sister. So. Abba. Yeah. And the yeah, but, but hey, in English and Spanish too. You know, how we would hear you know, Chiquitita, dime por qué. I, I know the whole. The whole Is that thing. where Chiquis gets his name? I'm not sure. Ronnie, it's a Clásico Nacional week. Yes. Are yes. you excited? Yeah. Uh, do, do you care? I mean, does can you get excited for a Clásico in August? Does it matter? I, I was too early in the season, but you know, I I wish it would have been you know closer towards the middle, but it's fine. You know. So you 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 you'll take it just the same. Well, have you have you have you gone on a your 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 bi well, weekly? No. Well, the thing about it is, I think both clubs. Want this game towards the end because you know, I mean, it, it, would, it, it means a lot more. Well, well, the thing about it is, if it's a draw or if it's a crappy game, it's like you're gonna have a press on you for the entire like you know remainder of the season, whether it's like 13 more weekdays or stuff like that. So uh, I, I remember this is years ago, like you know, 15 something years ago. I, I, there was a, a player, an ex Americanista, that you know that kind of said that. Because there was, you know, I think it was like in the 2003. Did uh, did America get jobbed in the game? No, no. I think there was a there was a there was a time where like you know there there was just like it seemed like there was just almost they were always drawing. You know. I'm, I'm like, going to challenge you tonight. I'm going to challenge you tonight, Ronnie. I'm going to challenge you tonight. I have a. I, I want to see how 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 deep the sickness is. So I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. I mean, you, can, you can think about it. You might know the answer, but but I'm, I'm sure that there's there's a game where you just think that you the Medicaid was just you know held up at gunpoint by the refs, like the worst, most egregious one ever that you've seen. I want you to tell me who the ref was that did it, because I know you know. <laughs> I know you know. Oh yeah, of course it was. Uh, what's his name? Um, the Euro Euro wine back on the side. Yeah, the most the the the, the, the and, and what was the uh, the veracity of his of his of his crime? It was uh, semifinals. Uh, Manny 
Yeah, basically put up perhaps the best season, the best season in, in the history. In, in the history, because back then it was of, two uh, points. Of, was it the history of Mexico or of the world? No, no, in, in, in Liga MX. Okay, no, so maybe um, just North America. Now, you know, like, I know that, uh, for example, I know that uh, Joel likes to talk about the, the Leo Benakir, you know, America back, you know, in the, in the 90s. Well, this team was better. It was uh, eight, the 82 season. And um, they were just, a, they were a machine. I mean, I think in, back then, the, game, the, the points, the wins were only two points, and they accumulated so many I think they'd only lost like maybe one or two games that, that entire season. And this was in 1982. Yeah, this was in the semifinals. Okay. And and um, basically, Cortesal just allowed murder. I mean, on the field. I mean, you guys can. It's one. Of, it's this is the one that caused. That hey man, it's Royal the playoffs. No blood. Did 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 now did America understanding? Did they just feel like they were getting shafted, or did they say, hey, if this guy's going to call this game like this, then we need to take it to the other team? Well, no. I mean, even even uh, the the Chivas coach, what's his name, Alberto Guerra, he even you know like in you know interviews in the past. I think uh, Asanya Deportes, uh, the, the the show that they like Pio used to do, Asanya. I mean, he, he even said you know in halftime, you know he made a comment it's like I mean to his players like Are you guys even still alive? I mean, show me that you guys want this. I mean, and those guys just you know went out there and just started hacking like you wouldn't believe, and. Kodesan actually said, and to me this is just, this is, you know, a cop-out, but it, he said that, you know, one uh, one bad game is worth more than a hundred good games. And, I mean, I know what he was trying to say is as far as the experience, but you, as a fan, you don't want a guy getting experience or, you know, when the stakes are that high. You'd rather have him get his experience in a Chiapas-Puebla game is what you're saying. Yeah, obviously. You want him to be a machine, a machine in a semifinal when you have the greatest team in the history of the planet. Codesal is also the guy that, they, uh, that uh, well, to many Argentinians, I mean, they hate the guy because he's the one that... Uh, now, now, to... now, now to, to be fair to Codesal, to be fair to Codesal, of course, this isn't really fair to Codesal. He's not technically Mexican. No, he's not. He's from Uruguay. Yeah. Yeah, but... He's from... But they, you know, the South Americans, you know, Argentine, it's they... You know what I've never understood about... Ronnie, you'd be surprised I talk to that think he's Mexican. What's that? You'd be surprised how many... They think he's Mexican. They, I mean, most most don't know that he's actually Uruguayo. Yeah. So, I mean... You know what I've, I've never understood, guys? You know, if, if we always talk about, you know, how bad the ref is, it's not just, you know, Mexican, it's, it's better for... You know why don't have why don't they have like traveling groups like like you know one year the best group or whatever you know they get to go to do a season in Argentina and then someone else gets to go to Brazil and then they kind of rotate around. They've done that. They, they, they like have it. done that. Yeah. They need to do that more because they need to be exposed to different styles and then and then different stuff of how you know the crowd it's just how the crowd reacts and this and that. Now that was that's another question. Was this game at the Jalisco or was this game at the Azteca? Because that makes a big difference. Uh, uh, stick at the moment. No, it, it, it was a stick at because uh, America was closing the because uh, they, they were the better. Because oh, that's that right. Because they were so dominant. They were so dominant that season that, that there was no question that they but, were that they that, not going to get the second one. That that uh, the following season they met. You know, America got the revenge and met 
uh, Chivas in the finals, and it's to date is the only time that America and Chivas have played in the finals, and America got the upper hand with with ten men. With ten men. Okay, I just want to reiterate. Sorry, but that that was that might that might have been the most glorious. America, I think you've said this entire with with ten men being their arch rival, yeah. a team that hadn't won a championship in fifteen years at the time, oh. made them wait another four years. So they even got red cards back in the day. They liked discipline back in the day. <laughs> I think no, that's it's right. That, it's not that they like discipline; it's just that you had officials that just didn't have the the, the mocks and didn't have the the testicular fortitude of knowing how to. You know, call a game. So he 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 was just was he was he allowing the play to happen, or, or was he or was he blowing whistles left and right? Was it one sided? I mean, what what, what was his crime? I've actually what, seen what I've actually crime? seen the game. You know, they have it on YouTube, like in, in this entirety, like the semifinal, the one that led to the to the you know that massive Royal Rumble. Uh, Man, I so, don't know about y'all, but I would rather eat a like a spoonful of arsenic than to watch a an America game where they got jobbed by the refs. You know what? They're actually that, that would that watch. would be that would be tough to take. That would be tough to take. Uh, I'd watch it. Give me the link. <laughs> uh, I'd have to find. I know that YouTube. You know, YouTube has it. Ronnie, uh, do you like that that period of soccer? The the the, the early eighties. Even even in the nineties, I I still, I still like the eighties and the nineties, man. I yeah. well, remember there were longer, think longer seasons. Do you think it's because of the short shorts? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's so weird is that when I was a kid, I mean that was that was just you know obviously that was, that was normal at the time, and then and then you'd normal. watch highlights from the thirties and forties where they wear the, like the shorts where they have now. You're like, oh my god, those things look. Who could who you know who could be athletic in those gigantic shorts? Good lord. You know, and then now it's like, oh my God, how could they wear those tiny little bathing suits? So, so, so that, so that's your worst one in 1982, uh, uh, That was, no, you know, that, that might have no, been pretty. That might be pretty easy. You might have to think of another one. Not but, now. But, no, but the, the, I think the one that's flagrant before the game, I think, is the one uh, uh, with uh, Monterrey when uh, the narco, you know, the narco money, when <laughs> they didn't want a Mexican uh, ref. And they got a guy from Costa Rica. Can you believe that shit? They got it. Well, surprised it wasn't from from Colombia. I mean, if it was, if it was, you know. So, no, a Colombian ref. So, a Colombian ref screwed the Mexico in the '86 World Cup. That piece of shit. Against the Germans. Against you know somebody. Po- remember somebody, abuelo, abuelo. Yes, Cruz. believe me. I think I somebody some. Uh, I'm not. I don't know who it was, but like the Mexico was like like. You know what would have happened if, and that was the first thing that came to my mind if they did if they had allowed that goal. You know what would happen actually? And it was a legit goal. The Germans would have tied it in like the 88th minute. Maybe Maybe so, but it was a legit goal. It absolutely was a legit. You know, there was that, and then uh, uh, Vasco Aguirre hit the crossbar like twice. Was it once or twice in the game? I remember just like, oh my god, it was just. Oh, yeah, and, and then. But uh, here's here's another thing. I I don't understand why the hell the game was not played in, in Azteca. You know, that's just the way the tournament was uh, was stacked out. You know, that, that game should have been in Azteca. Yeah, but I mean, I, I agree with you. But it just it just uh, that's and then and actually, yeah, the Germans were the ones that uh, they, they they played every one of their games like up until that point. 
in Monterrey because that was where they were based. Oh no, that's not wrong. I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm mistaken. They were in uh, in in Querétaro. That's where the Germans play. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you remember the the last the last team memory aside from the fact that they lost the penalties was. Are you guys are you guys old enough to have seen this game? I've seen I've seen most of the game. Every game that the Mexico's played basically since like what this is in like seventy eight that's been on like YouTube. And right. there's, there's, there used to be links that you could download. The, <laughs> seventy eight games are those I are mean, tough I, to watch. I, I, they are tough to watch. I've seen them. You know, I've seen them in their entirety. Yeah, it's it's pretty and, cool. You know, I guess that's why that '86 game was so special. Of course, we're talking about the 1986 uh, World Cup quarterfinal between Mexico and Germany, because eight years earlier, Mex- Ger- West Germany had beaten Mexico 6-0 in the, in the group stage in Argentina, and it was like the, the goals were, you know, and just they made Mexico look like a pub team. I mean, that's I mean, that's, I, I, I can't put it any better. I'm serious. They had Mexico has a free kick, what 25 yards from the wall or 20 from the goal. And it bounces off the the, the German wall, and Rumania takes it 80 yards and scores. I mean, come on! But here's the, here's the thing about that 78 team. That team waltzed through the qualifiers. Well, you know, the, but they the, played all the all the games at Azteca. So well, what I'm saying is, they they waltzed. They had they had no problems in the, in the qualifiers. And here's here's the thing though, and this is and this is actually you know. Uh, Never really thought about it until I, I if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think one of Roca's assistants I saw like years ago, like an interview, where um, he had talked about that that entire Mexican delegation had no experience, like no experience with World Cup because keep in mind the last World Cup that Mexico had participated was the one in '70. So in '74, right, and, so they, and even before that, '66, because uh, I mean they they qualified automatically for '70, so they didn't. I mean, yeah. So so, so they had, the, so the after was totally different. after the '70 World Cup, with all the money and all the power, you know, everybody wanted to, you know, there was a lot of internal struggles within the Mexican Federation. Uh, Cañedo was basically, you know, no one wanted to see him become the eternal dictator. So, you know, there's a, a lot of internal struggles within the Mexican Federation. And as a result, you saw what, you know, what happened in 74. I mean, the players as well as the Federation were at fault because it's just, you know, you know, lack of preparation. Uh, they conceded, they conceded, uh, the World Cup qualifiers to be played as opposed to as round robin, uh, conceded in, uh, going and playing in, uh, in a different country and yeah, in Haiti, whatever. Uh, yeah, wait. So, just, just for reference to to the younger audience, uh, the World Cup qualifiers used to be like like a Gold Cup. One country would right. host it. It, it was everything. the Gold Cup. Well, here, here's this is this is this is what happened. Uh, before before a couple years before the 1970 World Cup, there was a there was a famous meeting in in, in Querétaro. And that's actually that's the meeting in, in I forget the name of the town, but uh, they the, the owners had a, a meeting and basically said, you know what, enough of this bullshit. We're the ones that you know the ones that have the money. We're the ones that are going to control the federation because back then the amateur uh, sec- uh, sector of the, the federation had the most power in, in Mexican soccer. And at that time, the president of the amateur sector was uh, Joaquin Soria Terrazas. So at that meeting, 
what 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 happened was that the Mexican the the twenty or eighteen club uh, club owners they basically said, all right, screw them, we're gonna have the power now. So wh- what happened was that they basically gave them like fifty five percent of the voting power, and the rest, like the second division, had like twenty percent, and then like the third division got you know X percent, and then the amateur sector got reduced to almost to nothing. So the the second division, the amateur sector, they could have vote, you know, they could vote unanimously and still not do anything to the uh, first division as far as the voting. So what happened was so, uh, so, uh, Joaquin Terrazas, whatever, he, he got butthurt about that. So when he went to CONCACAF and was the CONCACAF president, to stick it to Cañedo and to stick it to the guys in the Mexican Federation, he conceded. And you know when when he when he became like the president, he says, "All right, guys, I'll I'll look out after you guys." I mean, so he basically started you know bending backwards to the Central Americans and to the Caribbean uh, federations. So that is how Mexico basically uh, got screwed by an old Mexican within Concacaf. So I mean, Terrazas was the president of Concacaf for like shit twenty thirty years, dude. So I mean, he he was like a Jack Warner you know, of sorts. God. Because he he wanted to stick it, he wanted to stick he it to Cañedo. The, the Concacaf OG, I believe, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, so you know that's so, you know that didn't help that you had a, a, a Mexican guy on in, in Concacaf that, you know, and you know what I bet it that boils down it boils down to something incredibly stupid, like some ridiculous grudge, like you know they both wanted vanilla ice cream, but there was only enough chocolate sauce for one, and Cañedo was like, "Well, I'll take it." <laughs> guys like you know, and then guys feel like he got shafted, and it's like, oh yeah, well you know, years later, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you for that. You don't know yeah. when, you don't know where. It, it, Wham! It's, it's yeah, it's true. It's it's funny. I mean, just over, just it was just a a paragraph, you know, between you know different you know sectors of the of the, the federation, and obviously one one like you know Cañedo got his way, and the races was relegated. Well, yeah, and, because. The, and uh, he became the, the king the of the minnows. Right, the Liguilla either started. The, was it the year before or the year right after the World Cup? I mean, it was. Well, it was after right, right after there. the World Cup, but they had yeah, they, right after the World Cup. That's when the Liguilla started. So, um, man, you know, it's funny. The one, the team that was actually pushing for the Liguilla was Cruz Azul, uh, Billy's, you know, old Billy's uh, pop. He was the one. They had that a good pop. team back in the seventies. They, they did yeah. all right. They, they won yeah. championships. So. Uh, going back to the world going going back to that to that 78 world cup you know I re, you know I never really thought about it until you know I heard that interview saying that you know we, we although we did very well in, in you know playing wise logistically you know that that entire delegation had zero experience you know preparing for a world cup and the expectations as, for that team were were through the roof. I mean, they thought that they were going to do really well. They thought they were in a in a, in a manageable group, and uh, they played like a week or so before the tournament. They played Rosario Central and got blitzed, <laughs> three to one or four to one. It was it was ugly, yeah. And then they just apparently it just cast a, just this terrible pall on the on the team. And you know the rest is history. They they got up on Tunisia and Tunisia won, and then Tunisia scored three. Fun, fun fact German... about that. Fun fact about uh, Snapple. Fun fact about that game. It was the first uh, African win at the World Cup. 
in World Cup history, right? Yeah, so we conceded we conceded that that win. And then uh and then they you know, by the time that they lost to Germany six zero, and again, some of those goals, I mean those goals <laughs> are painful to watch. I mean they are just I mean I mean it's it's embarrassing. You know. It's John, uh, it was rough. John, so that's why that eighty six game was so important. Yes, sir. You bring up Tunisia and uh, I I remember seeing an interview and I forgot with who I forgot with who it was from it was one of the players. Um and he said they they had not they had no idea about who Tunisia was. They didn't know any of the players, how they played. They went into the match just not knowing anything, not knowing what to expect. They probably thought it was gonna be easy, you know, but it wasn't gonna be an easy game right. and, uh, I mean that goes that goes back to that goes back to, you know, the delegation having zero experience and you know, woke up how to prepare for World Cup. What's up for Roca though, though, right? Roca was supposed to be took our RG coach. Well, to, that was a good, you know, he was a good coach. He's the one that made that that famous, you know, uh, had that famous quote that you know, los enanos no crecen. <laughs> We're still there. <laughs> hey. Refer, referring, referring to uh, to, <laughs> to Chivas. <laughs> you know, and then uh, speaking of enanos, that was I believe that's almost like the first bearism. time I ever heard. Like, that's, like, that's like a bearism, you know, like you know, the midgets don't grow. Right. <laughs> I, I have I have one more Snapple fun fact. Uh, yes. For the '78, for the '78 World Cup, the the jersey was by Levi's. That's right. It's probably one of the ugliest uniforms we've had. And, uh, <laughs> but it was the last time they wore the uh, just the Mexico flag as the, as the crest, the, the little like the, like Italy used to do. And it probably kept Levi's from getting into the soccer game. <laughs> You know, I remember Christian as a kid, uh, they had a contest in Mexico, and they had all the corcholatas of the, of the of the Coca-Cola. When you took it off, they had a picture of of a player, you know, of, of you know players and coaches on the team. And if you had a board that had uh, like it was like a team portrait, and if you fit all the other corcholatas of all the players, all 23 and four coaches, whatever it was, if you could turn it in, you'd get a Mexico uniform. Man, you have no idea how hard I tried to get. That stupid freaking uniform. A guy had like like twenty two or twenty three, and I, I never Who were got you the missing, Cochurata John? Uniform. Who were you oh, missing? Oh, dude, don't ask me. I, 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 I could of Cochurata. <laughs> we might find it on eBay now. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Maybe like Roberto Gomez Junco or somebody like that, or uh, the Rangel guy. I, I can't remember who it was. But uh, you know that that's what makes that eighty six game to me so uh, so bittersweet because they played so well against Germany in that game. Um, and then and they, they hung tough, and then they, to lose the way they did was was was. But I mean, but but then you say, well, at least they didn't beat us six to nothing. But but the lasting memory I had of it, as 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 I'll circle back to that was Hugo Sanchez got in the in the second extra time got terrible cramps, like like the worst. He said it was the worst he'd ever had. And Schumacher, the German goalie, is while well, all the action was over at the other end, would you know Hugo would be lying in the middle of the field, and Schumacher he would be the one that was stretching him. And this is the same cat. Who in the previous World Cup in the semifinal against France, you know, knocked the dude cold when he just <laughs> threw his hip right into the dude's face. It was about to stone, knocked him out, knocked teeth out. The, the guy was out. He didn't even make, make make an attempt for the ball. He just knocked this guy out, and then he he didn't even get fouled for it, much less get a yellow or a red. So it was just it was so interesting to me. It was like because I thought he was a, just like the biggest dick in the world after after seeing what he did to that player, <laughs> and so for him to sit there, you know, and stretch Ugo, I thought was really cool. It was like you know this guy. You know, he he obviously, you know, thinking about it now, you know, obviously, you know, evolved and matured. So, 
He so liked that, the short that's shorts. my lesson. You know, back then, I uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I thought the, the the short shorts were the were the the look. Now I think it's a little uh, a little a little off putting. You still want to show me your cucumber? But uh, we move on. But we'll, we'll circle back to the Clásico Nacional because I know we're not done yet. I, you know, we want, we're expecting bets, <clears throat> uh, verbal abuse, oh. and, and quite possibly someone is going to call somebody else a tool. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen tonight. It's going to happen. Go point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint on the Clásico Nacional. We'll do that a little bit uh, a little bit later. But we have, we have other business to get into. I believe that, that we teased breaking news. Breaking news. And, uh, of course, uh, no breaking news at this po- uh, moment in time would uh, have anything else to do with one thing. And, of course, we're talking about Chivas TV. So, Joel, you tease, tease breaking news. What, uh, what do we have? Well, Yon, uh, Chivas TV just announced that they're doing away with their annual pass and their semi-annual pass. So I think they're, they're beginning to concede mm-hmm. defeat. So they're making it for free, huh? No, no, no. Uh, it's one of they the just have, they just have like a, I guess a kind of a game by game type of thing. That is so that 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 that's like even worse than <laughs> than than making them pay for it to begin with. It's it's like, I mean, just make the whole thing free and just see see what kind of audience you have. Yeah, I, I think it's, and it's been just seeing how it has, uh, you know, just seeing the whole how Chivas TV has, from from when it they begun up until now, uh, just seeing their development, uh, you could just see that it's, they went about it the wrong way. Whoever consulted, whoever they consulted with, or, or everything just seems wrong from, from like the servers and, to customer service, it's all been a disaster. So, uh, so right now, the song that you don't want to hear as a Chivas fan is "If If Loving You Is Wrong." I don't want to be right. I believe Joel is the is the mood for for Chivas fans. That's uh, that, that that's uh, very foretelling. What yeah, uh, well, what does the roadmap what does the roadmap hold for uh, for Chivas TV now like what's well, going to happen at the end of I September? I mean, Pro, Profeco was has been uh, you know they've got into Chivas case and and a big reason and, for and that. And Profeco is like, like the, the better business like a a, a yes. governmental better business bureau. Yeah, and, and there's rumors that Televisa Televisa like uh, you know you don't think they're sabotaging the feed, do that, you? That they, yeah, that they instigated the whole thing. But regardless, um, there was a lot of, a lot of, you know, the, the going back to customer service, there had been problems for the Monterrey game, and uh, they kind of disregarded it. They, they blamed, they, they, they said it, 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 yeah, they said if if it wasn't working, it was because, it was because um, you have bad internet service. But I, you know, I'm willing to bet the majority of the people that have ordered Chivas TV is I'm willing to bet they have good internet service. You know, people that probably have Netflix. Uh, so, and, and you even had Vergara talking about 
seventy percent of seventy percent of the people had good service. So, so I mean, you know, thirty percent is still pretty bad. But I mean, he tried to he tried to put a spin on it, and then um, you know, they said they were gonna improve after Profeco got you know they got involved after they got involved they gave away the match I believe it was against Querétaro. But you know that's pretty low demand, and uh, so. Are you, uh, hold on, hold on. Are, are you yes. breaking the the hearts of, of of our loyal Gallos Blancos fans that are listening to us saying that that Querétaro <laughs> is a no is even a, for, is, a, is a third is a third tier game. Pretty the, price, the prices for that for that match. It's a third tier. Querétaro is on the on the on the discount the discount yeah. tier. Yeah, the gold level, the bronze level. Monterrey is not even on the top tire though, so I mean, that's gotcha. for Pern, gotcha. for Nalgas wherever he's at. But, but this, this is a you thing. You know, I feel like we, we, we should play but, a little song for Fernando wherever he is. Oh. It's, uh, he's had a rough week. <laughs> he has had a rough week. Poor guy. He watches his <laughs> his Rayados lose to a Panamanian team at home, and then sees Pumas go up for nothing in 25 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Was, uh, it had to be. I, I could tell you enjoyed that one there, Jan. I hope that the, I hope that the I hope that tequila was was flowing fast and furious there in Arizona because we didn't hear too much from Fernando that day. It was I will say that Fernando is a really good sport about stuff like that, man. He uh, he, 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 he he takes it well. He's a good sport. He doesn't. He's not a chillon. He, he doesn't even show up though. <laughs> well, he said he was going to be late today. He said he was going to be late. Finds an insane, insane excuse to justify his uh, team, though. Oh well, you know, it's, uh, I have I have my excuses. I mean, I know what was happening. You know, I mean, it was so obvious with uh, the way that, uh, and you know, I really would would want Fernando here so we can talk about who wore it best. But but uh, the way that uh, <laughs> that uh, what's his face uh, Turco, the way he was dressed on, I mean, he looked like he was he looked like he was coaching a soccer team. He looked like he was getting ready to see what kind of. Uh, Trouble he could get into at the disco. I mean, it was hilarious. His, his out, it was, it was, you know, I bet you he stunk like, you know, he probably poured, you know, three liters of, you know, of, uh, of Armani or Musk or whatever it is that, uh, and I'm sure that, it, yeah, it was, uh, he, he, he doesn't seem like he, he's, he wants to be there. You think that they're, uh, have, have, have told him that, oh, by the way, when, when we fire this guy, it's, it's all yours? Is he is he uh, mailing it in? I I think for Turco, it's it's that saying. I don't know if you, if you guys heard it. Uh, uh, damn, I, I forgot the saying. Uh, it's it's uh, músico pagado en adelantado. Oh, el, el, mal, 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 mal tocado mal or something. Huh? Yeah, I I think yeah, he, he started raking in so much of that, you know, Monterrey cash. That he he just yeah. it, it went you know everything else became. Did he go, did, wouldn't it be funny if he like goes full emo and like by the end of the season he's wearing the you know Look, the, did, the, <laughs> the the white t-shirts and the black coat and his hair is you know I think pink if or whatever that, it is he's got eyeliner on. <laughs> yeah, if this was a few years back, I could see Turco going on the field with Ed Hardy t-shirts. With, uh, God, he does that'd be hilarious, hilarious good. <laughs> but but. This this justifies uh, to me. This justifies uh, um, yeah. Pelai is kicking him out of America, and, and I feel he's 
he's you know you could see some of the stuff. I had read some of the now, complaints if he about that Hardy. He wore an Ed Hardy T-shirt. I mean, that is odd. That is grounds for automatic dismissal. I with mean, a, with a Von Dutch hat. Yeah, exactly. Or or or, or the shirt with uh, with the three. Uh, I think I think Ronnie has that shirt. The the shirt of the of the three wolves howling at the moon. <laughs> that's a that is a classy shirt. So, so I mean, if if you have that shirt, that's okay. But yeah, but if you wear an, an Ed Hardy shirt, I mean, that's. Hey, no, these yeah. these guys they become millionaires, man. It, it's it's we don't really see it that way. But well, I got a problem. You know what's funny about coaches, and uh, I think mean, I mean, this is so brilliant. And I don't mean to cut you off, uh, Joel. Yes. But they listed the uh, the salaries of the coaches in Europe, and Mourinho makes twenty four. He makes twenty four large a year. Oh. Large squared. So I mean, what player is gonna is is, is gonna have attitude with him? <laughs> you know, I've always thought that it was. I'm serious. If like, if like the players are better paid than the coach, then you know, maybe this this can go back to something in the cheeks is that there's like there's like a there there's always going to be some kind of some kind of issue there. I've I've always thought that you know, for some players, I can't handle. But now with with that setup, I I just don't see how. I think he's going to be very successful. I guess is is the point I'm trying to make. I think that he they gave him full. Full reign of that team, and then and he'll he'll definitely get them whipped into shape. I don't think there's any question about that. So, uh, I apologize for 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 cutting you off. Uh, well, we we so still TV, back to Chivas, yeah. No, so the excuses have, you know, they keep piling on. So recently, uh, Vergara was on uh, he was on ESPN Deportes Radio in the morning, and he you know he claimed that 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 they were hacked for the Clásico Tapatio. So, uh, you know, that was one of the more demand games. And it had a lot of problems with, uh, you know, people losing the signal or once the signal will come back on, it will be 20 minutes, 20 minutes late. Uh, well, I mean, bars were turning it off and they were putting it on Roja Directa. I mean, that, that is not good. It's <laughs> not good. He probably thinks Roja Directa is a hacker. He, he, I don't think he understands what they are. Nos, nos, <laughs> nos hackearon. Nos hackearon. Y fue la, fue la razón por qué, por qué no, no se pudo ver la señal. Yeah, but, but the, profe, yeah, the Profeco uh, guy said, you know what? It doesn't matter. You you guys are anybody that signed up, 120% reimbursement. And uh, so I guess that's part of the reason they... They dropped the whole annual pass. And I think, you know, why, why are they having all these problems? And, and you could see, first, they overpriced for it. They charged a lot. So, I mean, if, if you're charging that much money and, and your service is bad and you're not really doing much to improve it, then, yeah, I, I you really can't blame if people are saying uh, Televisa's behind that. I think there should be, some, you know, the, the Profeco is doing their job. You guys, I'm gonna step off just for a second. I'll be right back. Hey, it's not a, it's not, uh, it's not 120 percent. The thing I'm reading says that it's um, more than you can get more than 20 percent to uh, recover the damages. El consumidor tiene todo el derecho de cancelar y en ese caso deben regresar el dinero invertido más un 
Oh, okay. So all your money más un 20 por yeah. okay, So it is 120. <laughs> Cheekies, come on, man. <laughs> My reading skills are lacking. So, <laughs> so this is even más un 20 por Okay, so yeah. Yeah, dude, they they just went about the whole thing. They went about it wrong. They could have. So it's like could have. They could have just offered it as a site service, you know. Well, everyone charged charge cheap while they worked on it, while they tweaked it, while they made sure it functioned properly, and then eventually, once they had everything in order, they could have just completely switched over. But it seemed very last minute the way they went about it. Did you know? I I think they thought it was easier. Than they could have imagined. This this is how it works, man. But like in, in other in other sports, and I think I've already said it is they'll have it on TV and then they'll have it additionally on um on an app or on the internet or something like that. So that's what they should have done. But also to this hacking um thing, usually <clears throat> companies with uh with security teams and incident response teams and all kinds of stuff like that. Usually they don't even they get hacked and it's like months later until they find out that they got hacked or that the, the hackers are inside their network. <laughs> so this thing, this claim of can be hacked, how how are they finding that? Do they even have a team like checking or unless it's some hacker that's obviously leaving um, breadcrumbs all over the place? Um, and, and then even if they did hack, what are they doing? Oh, let me tune, let me tune down the uh, the speed of this or let me. Uh, uh, increase the CPU utilization on the server so it'll run slow. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. And it's not even a third party, or it's it's a third party that's running the service. So it's not Chivas that's getting hacked. Maybe it's this other um, third party that's getting hacked. Yeah, this is that that the whole thing is just who knows. John speculates by October, Chivas is returning to TV. The question is which TV. Um, yeah. Vergara, in this interview, he was saying he, he doesn't talk to uh, to Ascarraga, that he's he hasn't uh, Ascarraga stopped taking his calls, man. So I wonder what that uh, that cancellation of long term deals means. Like, say if somebody buys, like, there's you can't buy a year subscription anymore. You have to buy game by game. So I mean, yeah, no. that's why they that's why they took it off. It. I mean, that's them pretty basically admitting we might not be able to fix this. We better just make it game by game, just in case. Oh, because if it cancels out in the middle, like not even before ending the season, people are gonna be upset because they already paid a whole year. Yeah, man. So I mean, that you know, and that that's the one thing that surprised me uh, going into the whole Pulido news that we were hearing about recently. Um, it's like, how could they even afford that? You know, I, I'm pretty sure they're losing money just doing Chivas TV. And Pulido wasn't going to be, a, you know, they weren't going to, he wasn't going to be a cheap transfer simply because you're negotiating with two clubs. Just to come back to Mexico, Chivas will have to reimburse Tigres. Uh, if we remember a few seasons back, uh, it was Jose Luis Higuera. He bought 50% of Pulido, and it was for $5 million. So Tigres is valuing him at $10 million, and Olympiacos values him at around the same same amount. So, you, you know, it's it's close to 20 It might not be 20 but you're looking at close to $20 million for one player. So even if he was lit back in by the... By the no, 
dictators would let them back in as long as you pay them what they ask for. You know? I mean, uh, uh, but, uh, Chivas could get them for, you know, Chivas could get them and, and bypass the whole gentleman's pact. Okay. But then if you do that, come next transfer, all these clubs are not going to negotiate with you. So you're saying, so you're saying Chivas isn't going to be able to afford him. He's going to be over there because he has said. I saw on a, on a note that he has received contact from Chivas and and talks with Chivas. No, well, not only that, they, they, he added uh, Vergara and Gallito on Twitter. So yes. people are going off of that. But uh, no, I'm just saying Chivas would pay off Tigres. Obviously, they they would because you don't want, you know. But they wouldn't afford. They couldn't afford him. Probably. Yeah, but I, you know, I think I think with that they can't afford him. But I, I feel as Chivas been taking off a lot of loans, you know. So I think they're becoming uh, highly in debt. Yeah. And you know, we've seen it with other clubs that they owe so much money, but they have like, you know, first class teams and players, but but they owe so much money to banks, and then they end up. You know, that, that's how a lot of them ended up being bought out by, like, oil barons and stuff. So I, I do feel, because that, that's what Higuera is. He's, he was, like, an investment banker. So, you know, he it's part of how he came into, uh, he helped Vergara with the payments for uh, the Omni Life Stadium. Because in this before he, he returned. So he, he, she was couldn't pay off the stadium, and, and he came to help him with that. This is part of the reason he's been kind of they handed control of the club to him. He's he's been running the show, but I feel he's like I'm pretty sure he's taking out all type of loans just to just to make all these type of deals from Chivas TV to bringing in uh you know all the the, the Grupo Pachuca players like Gulit and and Gallito and and now Pulido. Yes, I guess Saldivar and. These other forwards aren't. They don't have confidence in them. They need. They want someone bigger. They want Pulido to come in and. Yeah, well, no, he's been gunning for him since day one. So I, I, I feel, I feel you get eyes like, like uh, the way he builds a team is is sort of like when you're playing FIFA, and you you just gonna select your favorite players. You're not gonna see what what the team lacks or what they need. Even though this this case they do need a striker, but he was trying to get him since since like. They over a year. They need to get it. over a year now. They need to get rid of Gulli. That'll frame up some money. But but you know what? Um. So so he recently said that that was a joke though. Like you get us claimed that the news because they were saying that it was a done deal, and he he basically said that it's that those are just rumors. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, what I feel happened was that there probably was, there probably was like an, uh, a small chance, and it just fell through. The negotiations fell through somehow because Pulido did not use, I mean, Olympiacos did not use Pulido for their uh, Champions League qualifiers, which which they lost to a team from Israel, Beer. They're called Beer Shiva or something like that, and. Uh, but but now they're they're in Europa League and they did they did so they did uh sign him up for that to be part of that squad. 
Yeah, so we'll have to see. I'd like to see him back in Mexico playing with Chivas or something. That would, that would be sort of cool, but I don't know if it'll happen. So what's next? Uh, did you guys want to go into the Super Classical talk? Yes, Ronnie. Ronnie wanted had some choice words. I actually wanted to talk about um, Hope Solo. Hope. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Man. Are, are there more incriminating pictures, Ronnie? No, no. <laughs> she got uh, suspended for six months. And here, I don't want. Here's my rant. Okay, <laughs> I don't give a shit about what she does. If she's the fucking husband beater or a nephew beater. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a shit, okay? I'm not judging her because of that. My 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 beef is that when you see the entire context of their her interview, you know, in, in reference to the to the Swedish team, you know, and calling them cowards or whatever, it's she was not really <laughs> No, you know, she was talking about the style of play that Sweden was, you know, was uh, was uh, doing on the field. You know, you know, not so not so much bunkering, but you know, yeah, parking the bus, pretty much. And uh, yeah, and honestly, to me, it's not that it's it's sour grapes because I mean. I know, and I know Holy knows this, but for years and years in, in Argentine football, there was always that philosophical debate, you know, about the the, the menotistas and the bilardistas, you know, form over form over function, you know, style over substance. You know, I you know, hear that oh, there are still cafes. There are still cafes in Buenos Aires where old men <laughs> stay there till two, three in the morning, having that very same debate. <laughs> but 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 it's 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 like, you know. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Mourinho's team, Chelsea, when they won it two years ago, they were criticized for for the way they played. Of you know, as, as you know, parking the bus and stuff like that. And to me, that's valid. I mean, the, even the, the criticism or the tactic, the tactic. You know, criticizing that tactic of you know, you're you're a professional. You shouldn't be playing like that. And, and Why not? I mean, it goes when against, you play chess. Uh, it, when you play chess, do you play offensively every time you play? Well, it's different. No one's. No, well, no one's, it's not different. It's not different. If you were a professional chess player, would you play aggressively every time? No. Okay. You remember when? Remember when La Puente was criticized harshly, and he pretty much lost his job because of the comment that he made. Was like, if, if they want, you know, if they want a spectacle. Tell if they want, you know, uh, uh, spectacle. Tell them to go to the circus. You well, you know, uh, I do. I I remember it clearly, and, and I honestly believe that that, that he would get like uh, like uh, he would, his tenures would last at least an average of a year to a year and a half longer if he didn't wear that ridiculous cap. <laughs> I think it, make it makes it look like a goon. I bet you he wears the, his Ed Hardy shirt. I like that. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, but go, go back to going back to that. You know, I I don't think that what she did is punishable for six months. No, I, I I agree with you there. There's because uh, I, because you know what, if Barcelona, you know when you know when Barcelona, you know when the, they were like in the Pep days and even the Frank Richard days, 
when you know the players were coming off the field and and they played it and they could win, you know they win you know a one nothing game but that you know the players would say well you know what hey you know it's hard you know these these teams don't want to play but you win no one says anything yeah, but, but, but when what, you say that same the reality of that suspension what's that reality of well, a six month suspension some, 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 so how I, many I, games I, are you going to make three no well well, six. I think I think this may have to. Do, I mean, if the USSF is doing this, they're basically trying to punish this because of because remember, there's a lawsuit going on for the the women's. Uh, they're they're suing the United States Soccer Federation. So I mean, if the U.S. Soccer Federation is, is suspending Hope Solo because of it, shame on the U.S. Soccer Federation. But I personally don't think that she should be, or any player for that matter. Should be, you know, suspended or or fined for speaking their mind. It's an honest answer, right? You know? Now it's, you know it's, 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 it would have been different if uh, if she would have said you know something like you fuck you fuck you <laughs> you're cool fuck my mouth. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yes, yeah, so. uh, that would have been fine. That would have been fine too. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so you no, think that she should have got a raise if she would have, you know, I've always wondered about athletes, you know, they never give, you know, it's, it's like if you got honesty out of a person, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna find her for six months. That's that's what I understand. It's like people, you know, remember the movie uh, Bull Durham when uh, Crash Davis, you know, the, the character that right. was portrayed by uh, Kevin Costner, when he is teaching, you know, Nuke Lelouch, the pitcher, the, the rookie. You know, when he's teaching them, you know, the ropes on how to be a professional and, and, and he right. talks to them about how to give them the line. Use. Yeah. You know, just, just nothing but cliches. You, you just got to take it one you know, at a time. Yes. I'm here to, for yeah. the ball club. I mean, people are fucking tired of that shit. I mean, these, they're, they're athletes, dude. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not diplomats. They're not, you know, politicians. Right. An honest answer. One of the, and uh, they, I remember one time uh, when this was back in the mid '90s when the Cowboys lost the NFC Championship to the 49ers, and there was a very uh, critical non-call on uh, on Dion, who was at 49 at the time, on uh, on a pass interference play. And, uh, and and at the end of the game, they asked Aikman about the play. Said, "Should they have called interference on Sanders?" And he said, "You know, of course it should have. It was he interfered. I mean, it should have been called." And they asked him again. You know, what would happen if you ever got the pace? He says, we get that ball down there, we score a touchdown, we win the game. As serious as hell. You know, with a look on his face, you just, matter, it was, it was so unlike him. And like three seconds later, he just starts busting up. He's like, man, I'm just kidding. I don't know what would have happened. Who knows what would have happened. It was just, it was a bad call. You know, we dealt with it, you know, game over. It was, it was really funny that, you know, after a game like that, that he uh, has at least a sense of humor. And, you know, and then, and then the, the reporters all just died laughing. They were like, oh man, this is so, but you're right, though. I mean, for for Hope so. I mean, all she said was that they were cowards for the way they played. And that's and, it. Uh, I mean, she was. Uh, you know, this was. Uh, you know how sometimes you get a yellow card for the ref goes, "Hey, you know, you got one over there. You got one over there. You got one. this one wasn't that bad, but you had this is like your sixth time. I have to blow the whistle on you, so I'm giving you a yellow." That's what Hope Solo was. It was. Uh, it was a cumulative punishment. And not just not just from the from her or from soccer, but from like the whole Olympics. I, to me, it felt like the whole Olympics was really um, like you're, everyone was treading on thin ice. You, you heard complaints of announcers making like sexist comments or making weird comments about um, swimmers' husbands getting all the credit and and things like that. 
But that's fine, though. But but I know, but she, but she brings. <laughs> it seems like the U.S. or even the Olympics, everyone wants to be um, really nice and really politic politically correct and um, don't insult Brazil for its poorness and all this stuff. And when she comes out and does this, the U.S. is like, oh, we're we're a we're a country of you know integrity and being nice to people, and we're not going to have this, so we're going to find hope solo. I agree with you. I don't think she should have been fined or in trouble at all. I think it was sour grapes, and she was just being a crybaby. So she could be, she needs to be ridiculed on the internet and all this stuff. But suspension. But but, but here's here's the thing, I criticize it, win or lose. I still criticize that that style that style of play. So it's not to me, it's not sour grapes. Yeah, it is. She was she's she. It is sour grapes. She was upset that she lost. Fuming when she was walking off. That she was upset, upset, upset of how of how she lost. Exactly. That Joel, did. if real quick question, Joel, if <laughs> if Guanajara wins the game, parked the bus, are you going to celebrate? Or are you going to well, you know what? They they parked the bus, so I'm only going to celebrate this half as much as I normally would. Have no, been I, I I celebrate regardless, John. Yeah, I would celebrate. I, we, we, I would also make fun of them. Hey, we all celebrated beating Argentina at that at that Copa America. Well, that was uh, I think that they, they they pulled out like ten Estrella de Oros and just lined them up at the at the eighteen yard, but they parked eighteen buses in that game. You're absolutely right. People, absolutely right. And in the long run, you forget. You you just you know as it is with most games, we just remember certain highlights. Well, I remember that that game. It was the only shot on goal Mexico had because uh, I remember I was watching uh, Galavision, and they had their sport report and they were showing the highlights of the game. And so there's like you know 18 minutes of Argentina highlights of them not not scoring, and then the one goal they showed like five times. <laughs> it was the only highlight Mexico had. <laughs> I have to I have to disagree with Paul a little bit. Like say for example the Brazil game in the World Cup. Sure, Mexico tied, but that could have easily been like five to one. Uh, Brazil would have blown us away. And and sure, Memo had a great game and the defense was playing great, but those goals could have went in. And so whenever I see like a, a a tie like that or a moral victory, I'm like, man, that's weak. Yeah, but, but we next, I mean, I mean, yeah, Brazil could have won the game, but I mean, you know what? I mean, it's not like Mexico was parking the bus in that game. I mean, Mexico, you know, they attacked and they generated some chances of their own. I mean. Did Brazil generate more? Yeah, I mean, but you know, that's. I mean, it's not like Mexico, you know, had twenty percent possession in that game. I mean, they did all right. I mean, they had a. Oh yeah, a give multitude of shots from from outside the box. And, you, know, you can tell who the superior team is. Yeah. So what? See, that's what cracks me. This isn't, you know, you're not being judged by how you look. You're being judged by what the score is. Okay, say yeah. say, say it was feasible to do a best out of seven series. Brazil wouldn't smoke Mexico every time. Mexico wouldn't get anywhere with these teams. You don't know that. You don't know when that. It, uh, I could pretty much guarantee that. No, can you play? Can you play three of those games at the Azteca? Sure. Then okay. You can, you can do it NBA style, like one at home or two at home, two away, two at home, two. Away. No, I mean if you had, I think that's what makes uh, you know soccer so passionate because it's yeah, you know it you comes down to. to at the World Cup, it does come off to one off, and you do get more upsets because, yeah, NBA style, you would, the better teams would ultimately prevail. But this is how you end up with upsets. 
more often than not. Down at down at yeah down at lower like in the group stages, round of sixteen. Well, the big difference for uh, at least for teams like Mexico in the World Cup and say uh, a Germany is that Germany uses the group stage to get ready for the knockouts, and Mexico has to, you know, they have to use up almost all their energy just to make the knockouts. And that's <laughs> that. I'm being serious. That, I mean that that's a that's a huge advantage that the other teams that Mexico just. You know, Mexico is wiped out by the time they get to the round of 16. You know, a lot of those other, you know, most of those teams have already qualified. You know, they qualified after the second game, so they're just, you know, they're, you know, they've they've been they've been off for a week. You know, so they're they're much better rested than. A lot of times, Mexico puts themselves in that situation. Like they'll loot, they'll tie the the second game, or they'll not score a goal, or they'll put themselves I, where they. I, mean, need. I think we do it on purpose, Chiki. <laughs> We're just not that good. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, it's the finishing. Yeah. I mean, the pieces are there, but then it screws up or whatever. So, have you all uh, talked about our our, our our favorite? You know, our, our favorite emo, uh, Alan Pulido. Is it? Uh, is it? Joel, on a scale of uh, one to one to one to one to ten, what are the chances that uh, Pulido signs with Chivas? Well, there's like. Uh, the transfer window closes on the 31st. So it's about what? About a week left. Um, yeah, I don't think it's happening. Uh, I, I did say it earlier. Um, Higuera just said that those, you know, that the rumors that he's coming to Chivas are laughable. Uh, then that means that it's true. But, but <laughs> well, this is the other thing I mentioned to uh, Chiquis and, and Ron and Ron here. Was that uh, Olympiacos did not sign up uh, Pulido for their for their uh, Champions League qualification games, and it was it was two games that they played against an uh, Israeli team, uh, and they you know they lost they got beaten, and so now they're at Europa League, and for that they did sign up Pulido, which was just if it wasn't yesterday, it was today that they signed him up. So he was on. Well, here, here's the the thing with Pulido is worth what maybe two million, maybe tops. Yeah, and that's being generous. His, his realistic then, worth. Oh. Right, and then and 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 then the Chivas premium they they tacked what like like six or eight million on top of that, so they want what ten million for the guy. Just well, no, yeah, no, that's what I was I was telling these guys. Um, uh, when the transfer the transfer news had happened, I think it was uh. You know, when when she was supposedly bought fifty percent of the player, it, it was five million. So so Tigres values him at ten, and and uh, Olympiacos values him at ten too. So Chivas is looking close to twenty million just to bring him. Yeah, it's it's just it's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. The the mark the, the market will will bear itself, and if he's gonna I mean if he's gonna move. You know, Olympiacos. They might announce that it was ten, but the reality is, it was probably it was probably going to end up being like closer to three. You know, but you know what I think was happening. I, I, the coach, the new coach, probably didn't want him, and uh, they were targeting a Brazilian player. And then, um, you know, because Pulido takes up a foreign spot, and so you I know, guess they tried. What happened? And uh, I'm listening. So, so they were trying for the Brazilian, but you don't know if 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 it, if it, if it came up, if it happened. 
No, I guess, I mean, if they're going to get that other striker, first got to get rid of one of your foreigners, and uh, Pulido has been on the, you know, for, despite all the other playing time people say he gets, he, he doesn't get it, at the, you know, he hasn't gotten it for the key games. He's gotten it for when, when everything's that, resolved. That cheeky, you're a, you're a man who, who believes that a, that a man should have a, a very centered moral compass, not not just on the field, but in life, and... Uh, I, I have to question uh, Alan Pulido's moral compass because you know we always we always you know here on the show we I'm not gonna lie we poke a little fun at the at some of the fashion that uh, that some of these guys are, are into and 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 then Pulido wears like four year old pajama tops and, and like incredible I, mean, I have no idea what what what, what uh, he dresses like and I guess my other question for you, Joel, is: uh, I mean, are there enough? Are there enough uh, golf clubs in, in Guadalajara to to keep Alan Alan Pulido happy? No, I I think I think he just I think he's at a point where he wants to play. He just wants to play regular football. I think his just like man, I'm so his, desperate. I'll even go to Chivas. Pretty <laughs> is, that, is that what he said? Yeah, I, I think you know, and we said it before. He was mal aconsejado. He tried to speed up the process, you know. And and if he would have stayed on course, we're looking at a player that he he put up. He would have probably been in Europe right now. Yeah, he you're probably he, right. He would have played Libertadores final because Tuca was he was he, bringing him along very nicely. Yeah, he yeah he would have been in the Libertadores final. I I think he would have made a you know, a, a good impact. He would have, he would have won the the Liga with with Tigres. He would have played at the Gold Cup that Mexico won. So that's you know another two more trophies for his coffers. He would have, you know, and and with Tigres with with Tuca as coach, he would have played the Concacaf Cup. You know, that's another tournament, and and then Copa America, and probably Olympics. Because they really needed a striker, so I mean, he missed out on so many tournaments and on so much playing time. And you know, I, I think he's he's just he's at that point where he, now his age is catching up. You know, I, I follow him on uh, Instagram, and on purpose, going going back to his uh his uh. Did, do you wish you could get those three seconds back when you see his pictures? Like, man, <laughs> I, I can't unsee that. I think it's pretty entertaining. He he reminds me of like a Mexican Ronaldo because he'll 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 pull up his shorts to show off his legs and stuff and you know be shirtless on the beach with his girlfriend and stuff with his abs and all that stuff. But um but he works hard, I think. I mean he he and and what what changed my mind on him? Usually I think he's like some little wink weak little um fresh I want to be and stuff. But what impresses me about him is how uh the rumors went out where he escaped those uh uh those kidnappers. By fighting his way, punching his way, he cut his arm or his hand. Or that dude ain't no joke. He's probably like a, a hard worker, or lifts weights, works hard in the gym and stuff. And like a sounds Ronaldo. like a man crush right here, Chiquis. Yeah, sort of. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably, he's, I mean, he's probably strong. He's probably can bust his way through things. He's like a Jason Bourne, Chiquis. The best thing about that kidnapping each week, they added. They added something extra. That's right. They there added... were, there were, it, was, it went from like three kidnappers to, to eight kidnappers by Saturday. Hey, and then that he used... We're all going to get late. 
So he's and like, then, like and then he... born with abs and an emo haircut. So it's like sort of a mix of all kinds. So you would like to, Jeez, to do an MMA match into, with him. Is he, uh, was he wearing Calvin Klein jeans and a Versace? I'm getting hot and bothered right now. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> You should you should check out you should follow him on Instagram check check him out man. Yeah, I think that that's an Instagram follow. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. He, he, he checks I'm, out. I'm, I'm trying to understand why he checks out a lot of the Lanteros. He checks out yeah. the Lanteros. Well, the Lanteros. Oh, Jonah Dos Santos too. The other the other clothes horse. Yeah, that guy. That guy's you know, but I don't know about him. And he seems sort of weak. He likes he's more on the metro side where he's like a little bit weak. He hasn't proven himself physically. Like Pulido has. Yeah. And who was the other guy you guys said? Uh, so you don't like his abs, I believe. Is that, is that, yeah, are his abs not, not as pretty not, as his Jonah, Jonah's built, man. That dude is built. He just takes too many girlies. So what, what makes him weak? He hasn't been kidnapped? Yeah, he hasn't proved it. He hasn't fought his way through that? Yeah. What if he, like, you know, did a like a whole hotel room, a hotel floor's worth of... Of, of of ladies would that would 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 that be would that be all right? No, that that'd be bad. That'd be like going Vidal the way of Vidal. He needs to be on the field and like really totally somebody down. He needs to totally like sam sambuesa somebody down, like own him and get red carded, and then he'll be a real man, you know. <laughs> now, do, do you want him to like like break someone's leg? No, not that. Or, not that or, or, or just, like or totally just stare him down, you know, like the just, only... just a harsh professional foul. Oh, okay. The gooch, the gooch stare down or something. What if he would like walk right up to the ref and just like gave him like a big honker right in his nose? <laughs> just but to the chest. You know, took out the howitzer. Treated his face like a spittoon. Just, just blasted the ref. Just blammo. Yeah, I could, I could see. What if he like, what if he like took out a gun and just like, like pistol whipped the other, the other <laughs> midfielder at, um, at a midfield stripe? Hey, hey, guys! I don't, I don't believe that he was kidnapped, though. I think it was publicity stunt. Yeah, I have a hard time stunt. believing too. I, I really do feel it was a publicity stunt, uh, just because, and it was around the time of elections, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just that's what these guys do all the time, man. And I mean, how many, how many other stories have you heard of people escaping? From, when, uh, when you get kidnapped, how long does it take you to escape? I mean, it depends. You know, in Mexico, it's it's a profession, man. It's they got it down to a science. It, well, this is an athlete. You don't have to remind me. This is a professional athlete. Yeah, he but he plays soccer, soccer, dude. He, he doesn't. Yeah, but these are probably, kung fu are, fighter. These are probably some pot belly drunk Mexican dudes that are just over there. Yeah, they, they, they don't hesitate to shoot you, man. They, I mean, I'm pretty sure they yeah, they, yeah. they know how to make a knot, dude. He was tied in his chair and he he Houdini himself out of it. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't buy it, Chiquis. I I think it was a publicity stunt. Well, you know what it was. It, it, the, the spikes on his bracelet were so were so sharp that he was able to like <laughs> file down the rope. You know, and, after and, after a couple hours. That was another and, fear I had of him and, going and, back to Mexico. Would he want to go back? Um, and then his brother was the one doing like interviews. Where's his brother doing he interviews? He can't go back. He can't go back. He's not going to play in Mexico. She has been Aldo de Nigris. He is never going to play in Mexico. It's just not going to happen. Unless, Aldo, unless, he, crawls, unless he crawls to, to Tigres and, and he apologizes exactly. profusely. They're, and, trying right. They're trying to. They're trying to. You know what he has to do? 
he has to strip naked and walk like like Cersei did in Game of Thrones. He has to walk <laughs> naked in the last time while they rip. Shame. Exactly. I think Chickies would enjoy that. Chickies yeah, would fly would. over there to Monterrey to see that walk of shame. Chickies, do the, do the Mormons have like their, their version of Open Day? Do you wear one of those things on your thigh that to, that, that like like just like like presses into the flesh and cuts you just to remind you that you're that, that you're uh, none of that crazy that, that, that you're a worthless have... human being. None of that craziness. No. No. Yeah, so th- that's the you're right. Uh, you're right, Tahoe. That's the only way Bolido uh, comes back is uh, is he has to just you know the rodilla. He has to bend at the knee at the house of Tigres. Yeah. To, 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 I, I really don't see Tigres budging from that ten million. And I don't, you know, if you're in Liga MX, you could get players of that, you know, of that talent, probably even better, cheaper in, in you know in South America. So I mean. They're just, they're just not going to budge just because of what he did to them. They're, they're and, saying uh, that Libard might go to the national team in re- to replace Chicharito. So he's not even going to... I mean, there's going to be rumors to the national team. Why would... That is so ridiculous. And um, the guy scores one goal. He's never done anything at any level. He has three, John. <laughs> yeah, he scored some goals. He scored three, he scored three goals? He has three goals now, yeah. Oh, and for someone who doesn't watch Chivas, you... You snap out up. the statistics pretty no, quick. No, I keep up. I keep quick. up with the team, and uh, he did something uh, interesting, which was uh, in the Clásico Tapatio. Was that uh, he did score a nice he, goal in that a, game. after after uh, Mulit missed that penalty, you know, and they had they had a Lavion right there, Calderon he stepped up. He stepped the up. The expert, the expert in penalties. So they said, okay, Calderon is going to be the official spot kick taker. So in the Clásico Tapatio, they, they get a penalty and and uh, Almeida is yelling for for Calderon to take it and uh, this guy just disregards him and takes the kick. <laughs> so I <laughs> I gotta see. Uh, I was having a big debate with uh, with Juan about this. You know, what do you really? do as a coach? I mean, what do you do as a coach, man? They, that guy completely disregarded you in a big match in front of everyone. <laughs> Unidos y divididos por el amor a la camiseta. Después, Chiva contra Chiva. You know, this guy is, he right now, he's a hero, you know. He's he's right now one of the popular guys. How, how do you, you know, if I were the coach, I would be totally fine with it because... You know, I mean, you're you're on a team that's really young, and you're you're desperate for for players to, to like like the coach, you know, the coaches that I've been around around here. Granted, it's other sports, but they say like 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 it's 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 best for me when I don't have to do anything. When the players do it all, you know, if the, if a player wants to assume the role, then then I'm sure on May that was thrilled for the for the kid that that he stepped up, and then he, and then he converted it. And I did notice, and I don't know, has has he always worn 14, Hoy? Uh, no, I'm not sure. Or, that did just, or did he just start wearing it Because uh, this is his first year, like fully in the on in, on the top team, right? Yeah, Chivas has this. I don't I don't like this tradition they do, where they just, you know, the the younger teams, they just they just keep the numbers going. Usually, if if you got the sub 20 or 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 the sub 15, they'll have one of ten, you know, or one of thirty. And Chivas just keeps going. They just keep the numbers going, so you have like, like number two hundred and twenty, 
which is like, I don't know. Yeah, some of these yeah, guys have some Montes weird numbers. Yeah, was 286 last year. <laughs> was 286 last year. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. But no, they've been working on him for for a while now. Yeah. So it's good good to see that he's, you know. Yeah, he's so if... Uh, <laughs> if he uh, if he scored the winner this weekend, would that would that make him an instant legend? Oh man, no, not I wouldn't say legend, but they would they'll put him on the trophy hype train. You know. Really? Yeah. We're, Next we're stop, Trophy's Town. Pretty much, we're that desperate. Can for, I ask you a question? Can I, can, I, can, I, can I ask you a personal question? Yes, do you, sir. Do you have this song? Do you have this song on your iPad? Yes, I do. It, it's a favorite on my uh, YouTube. Yeah. On my on my YouTube account. Do you uh, do you have an, uh, a clear mind when you listen to the song? No, I just I just put it every now and then, but it, it makes me sad now, Yon. This team, this hasn't felt like my team for. For a couple years now. You know, I asked you uh, on our on our on our private uh, our, our pre-production chat that we have that we conduct every week on the on the YouTube. I'm sorry, on the, on the Twitter. That why don't they sing that song at the games? Like after they score a goal, you know, why can't the why doesn't the crowd go? Ay, ay, ay. How yeah. cool would that be? And I mean, I, that I would was, be so unbelievably intimidating. We would have to we have to like hear it from the Argentines, and then we will pick it up. I'm just so Argentina has to do Guadalajara for 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 Mex for for Guadalajara fans. Hey, to pick we, it up. we did it with Chelito Lindo after the Spaniards did it. So I, I've said it a few times. That it does surprise me how soccer fans how they lack so much creativity with songs, given how much you know how 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 much resources we have, how how much songs, how many everything we have to pull from to you have know, our I, own. I, I do give credit to the FC Dallas. There's a there's a, like the little trumpet band at FC Dallas games, and they'll play you know that da 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 you know the the, the standard songs. But, yeah. Uh, every now and then, like like maybe once or twice, they'll have to sneak in the uh, the theme to the TV show Dallas, which is very cool. <laughs> and uh, and then they'll they'll play Deep in the Heart of Texas a couple of times too, which uh, you know always gets the. Always gets the crowd on their feet around here. So yeah, no, we we lack the best thing we could, of, could come up with was the puto chant, and it's we don't even want to let go of that, probably for fear of like, what can we do next? Well, they play that. I mean, I, I mean, even even at the Azteca, whenever something good happens, you'll hear. America. They'll just they just play that. That's all they have to play, and the crowd goes bananas. You know. What they need to do is, is that they need to have before at Chivas before each game, instead of the national anthem, they need to have like 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 have a, a mariachi contest, and have you know whoever wins the contest that week come out and just and just rip it and just give them. Somos legend. Not that one. This one. I mean, how does that song not get? I get that Batillo's blood just absolutely. I mean, I get every time I hear that song, I get I'm unbelievably amped up. I can't imagine what somebody from, from Guadalajara feels like when they hear that. I mean, it's just it's just an incredibly good, powerful song. 
you know, al- almost as powerful as. America. You know, how come mariachis? <laughs> there are a bunch of fresas in Guadalajara. They don't, oh. like, they don't like that ranch yeah. and stuff. And then the American East tacos, so that's why they like it. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Oh, and I noticed the Chivas. I guess we're getting the Chivas TV signal uh, during the broadcast because after each goal, they were cutting to like the owners' kids. <laughs> Whether it was Atlas kids or the Chivas kids. Oh man, I don't. I found, I found that very. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, I speaking I of owners. Speak, wait, I got one for you, Yon. I heard oh, this more, recently. Wait, more, I need to get a. I need to get a breaking news. Hang on, I, I have. I have no, something. Let's not, not really. Not, news it's not so much breaking. <laughs> All right, go ahead. It's not so much breaking. It's just sort of interesting. Uh, the one dude running Chivas TV project that got put in charge of it is uh, Vergara's kid. <laughs> so there's that, man. He could be the... He could be like the dude be, from Tecos. I forgot his he name. Could be, he could be qualified. He could be. <laughs> he could be qualified. Well, let's, let's give the kid the benefit of a doubt. Just, just, just a little bit. Could have been, maybe. So, you, know, you know, I don't know. No estén buscando tres patas al pinche gato que no tiene. So, um. Well, I mean, given, gonna given be, how uh, bad everything's been, maybe he's not, John. Maybe that wasn't. There's going to be a, there's going to be a call up uh, soon, Joel uh, Osorio's, you know, the the death march to to the to his inevitable firing has begun. Hey, speaking of that Chicharito, death march. and of course, if I was doing video right now, Chicharito fell and broke his hand. There, it's on video. Yes, I'm sorry. Speaking of death march, I, I yeah. saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of death marches, Juan Carlos yeah. Osorio, is that what you're... <laughs> yeah, no, man. If, if you see that guy already, he's, he's you know, if you're uh, Potro, why would you want yeah, to join he is. He's... He, he is really wants to be part of it, but but this guy really wants to be part of it. Um, otro. Man, that would be awful. That would be. He wants to be part of the of the proceso. He wants to be one of the assistant coaches, or, and uh, well, you know what? Maybe. Uh, well, I know what he wants. He's like, well, when this guy, you know, I'll be here <laughs> ready to go. I mean, that would have worked if he would have won a medal. <laughs> you know. It's two failures right there. Two failed dudes are going to be. Hey, but. He was set up pretty bad, though, man. <laughs> he was set up to fail. I, you can't blame him too much. He had Both not only was, yeah, not only did he lack help, then uh, his 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 major refuerzo gets injured, which is. Uh, and on top of that, his his best his best under twenty three player that even that didn't even he couldn't even take him. That's what Belin Pineda. Yeah, she was you, blocked. You think if he blocked it. Televisa and Azteca were broadcasting the Olympics. That Orbelin Pineda would have played on that team, Joel. Pretty, I don't know. I, I don't, but you know, it's interesting. Oh. You mentioned Orbelin got blocked because don't even, uh, don't even start. Don't even start. You know that that Pineda would have played on that team. Okay. On what team? They, 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 on the on the Olympic team. If, oh if, yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah. Had the TV. Yeah. Oh, there's no question he would have played. They would have forced you. But well, who knows? Because Chivas is is on its. You know. They branched out. I mean, they could have put more pressure to. It would probably work something out. Postpone games for Chivas. So yeah, yeah, I think they would have worked worked 
something out to, you know, we postpone matches for friendly games. Uh, why not to loan players to the Olympics? But you know the the one guy that just left Salcedo, who just left to Fiorentina, and uh, it's it's kind of funny that she was trying to take credit for that. Uh, you know, you gotta trying to say how they're. It's just funny how they're trying to take credit. This guy was already. He was already like. Yeah, he came, scouted. He was actually, the retro there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but but like when we talk about, it, it's not like he just came to Chivas and all of a sudden there was interest for him. He had already been getting scouted since he was with Real Salt Lake. So he had well, a special I am, contract. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. And if I'm went, not mistaken, Real Salt Lake gets a, gets a piece of the. Uh, yeah. Gets a piece of the transfer fee. Yeah, so it'd be good for them. Good, it's good business. Yeah, no, you know, but the, the, you know that's why Atlas. Go ahead, Jorge, as you were saying. No, it's just funny how this guy's trying to make it, trying to spin it into something positive. But they didn't really do anything, though. <laughs> they didn't well, really can they? Uh, I mean, honestly, with 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 all of the bad publicity that they're getting with the Chivas TV, I mean. You gotta, you gotta, you know, say something positive. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a rough yeah. month, and I, and I, and I, and again, I stand by my prediction that by, by the end of September, Chivas, Chivas will be back on somewhere. You know, but just going into, just going back to Salcedo, he, he was for a moment, he was like in some danger of being backtracked, because he had, he, he was already part of the youth teams, so he, his plan was to be in the Olympics and then leave to Europe. Which is something he could have easily done staying at Real Salt Lake. So they they brought him to Chivas, which was uh, when Nestor was a GM, and he, he even gave him the contract with a special release clause for European teams. So what Chivas what happened? Is, uh, one of the they uh, they make it easy for players to go if they want to go. Well, the last two they left was because they had special classes, so it wasn't so much the. The directiva, because I don't think they wanted to lose players at this point. The the new directiva, which I have to talk about, so we don't I have to mention, so we don't get confused. Because uh, the same was with Marco Fabian. Marco Fabian did not want to return to Chivas. Uh, Nestor told him, "Look, I'll help you go abroad. I'll, you know, I'll we'll draft out a good contract for you, so that you're not you don't feel like you're stuck." So you think that the, the Nestor is the is the architect behind behind all these all these uh, all these? I transfers? wouldn't say architect, but he did facilitate it by by giving them the contract. He was the he was the grease man. He uh, he allowed it to happen. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go back to something. I don't know if you guys remember because after they got sacked and they got rid of the De La Torres and all that, I don't know if you guys remember a while back. Uh, Chivas, when Chivas said we're not lending no players to the national team, they were preparing for the Olympics, and uh, and Salcedo got red carded on purpose so that he would miss yes. the match day. And he, yeah, so that ended up he ended up having problems at the club because of that. He ended up having problems with with some of the teammates, and then he ended up uh, he he ended up having a. Uh, uh, he got a girl pregnant. He's already married, so he got he had a kid on the side. So everything was kind of crashing down for him. Man, your uh, your 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 knowledge of 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 Chivas players' personal life is <laughs> is, is borderline. Creepy. This was no, 
no, John, this was public knowledge. He had he he um he had to release a statement because saying that, you know, he was gonna make himself responsible. This is around the time he, he sacked his dad. So I mean this his he went on loan. His his dad was like his agent or something and he fired him. You're fired, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no. My office. <laughs> oh, I'm in your house. Okay, this was yeah. Yeah, but but that's why he's Fiorentina took him on the loan. I guess they see too many red flags. You know, he seemed a bit unstable. At least in the mental yeah, aspect. They did take him on loan, and uh, yeah, hopefully it works out for him. I'm, 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 no, I'm, uh, I'm I, I think optimistic that at least he's going to Italian team. No, I think it will. I, I think I, I was, and to see is, it's too bad Juwan's not here because that this would have been our Chihuahua contra Chihuahua thing. Because oh yeah, thing, I was, I was ready for it. My, my, you know, my whole take was that the management wasn't, you know, they weren't. When you have a player like like Salcedo who already had a set. You know, he was determined to go about it a certain way, and they had agreed to it. You can't all of a sudden just flip the script on him, because cause it and you know he wasn't playing that good anymore. But it, it, you know that's all part of it, where, where he feels like he had a good Olympics. Yeah, he did. I mean, he knew he knew what he knew what opportunity he knew that he had to show up, and he did. I mean, honestly, that I mean that you can't blame any of the things that happened in the Olympics on him. I mean, I thought he had a pretty both of them played played very well. Now, Cesar Montes did not do so well this weekend when they were playing, uh, and, and in Seoul it did not uh, it did not go well for them at all. But uh, I do want to ask you this, Juan, and this is something that I found very disturbing. I guess I never really paid attention. Mestor de la Torre, I was, he's on he's a commentator on Univision now, has the thickest Chilango accent I've heard on TV in a long time. It is like, like you know. Like you, like you, 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 you stick your hand in, in a big vat of molasses, and you know, or uh, or uh, you know, if, if if Ronnie's listening, it's like it's like Nuru gel, you know, it's just it just it just pours out. It's very thick and soup. I've, I've it's so harsh. I almost mean, had to turn it. I was like, man, it's like, and I said to myself, man, I I spoke Spanish like you know, I probably still speak Spanish like that. It's just. Wow, I, I had no idea how uh, how 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 tough the the Chilango accent is to hear. It, it guys, is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. have to call it a, a day or the night. Uh, yeah. Wait, so, before but, you leave, Ronnie, see, prediction for the match. Uh, pain. We'll do cover lane pain. <laughs> Ronnie, it's uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us. All right, later, guys. Later, bro. Later. You know, uh, I do find it interesting that Ronnie is uh, is cutting out just as we mentioned Nuru Gel, and 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 he drops <laughs> out. He got red carded. He's he's been ejected. Oh, did he get ejected? Ronnie's been ejected from the game, from the podcast. That's uh, <laughs> that's rough. Well, we're having to get an update from Mr. Pink, who is watching the uh, the Tigres. I don't know who they're playing. Conca uh, Champions game. He says that Tigres is winning three to one. The real Monterrey team. I guess he uh, <laughs> is a Tigres fan. Oh. As are you know that that, that that's a that's a great uh, you know speaking of Clásicos, that is a great Clásico, the Clásico Regio. That's a. Uh, I don't think we have a. a, a a, a 
I, I hate saying the word derby because it sounds so stupid, but a derby. As as good as the uh, the I think the Monterey one is the best one in Mexico. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying that. Joel, you need to like have a button for me when I say Monterey. I meant Monterey. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm kind of used to. I do think it's. I like Chivas America better. Uh, do I? Oh no, but that's but that's not a derby though. I'm talking about like a, like an intra-city oh, like a regular t- game. Inner city. Yeah. So inner city, like uh, you know, like like Cruz Azul America or, or the Tapatio that just happened. I mean, how can the Tapatio be a passionate uh, you know, derby when the stadium was was barely a half full. Some people say what's it going is. on with that whole. End? Some people say it is better. It was it was you know, John. It was raining. It was pouring profusely. Who cares? It's the classical tapatio. Well, who cares about the tapatio? You got a good point. We we you know what it is. It shows. You know what it is. If they if they played. I keep the wrong button, man. I got to get those straightened out. If they play the, uh, the, I'm telling you, I just, I don't, I, I don't understand why that is not an integral part of the, of, of, of the, of the game day experience at uh, at Guadalajara. You know what they do play it before the game though? I see on Tom, uh, on Tom's uh, Snapchat is that a Molotov, uh, where they just keep on doing the chant over and over again, dancing and stuff. <laughs> Boy, that's crazy. The, uh, the, the. The, the C the C two M chant, that song, or is that somebody else? The Molotov, the Hey Puto, and they just you know this just goes over and I forget what the song is called, but it just says it over and over again. See if you could break Hole's heart. So no, actually the song they play Hole is this one. I'll find I'm it. Sorry, I'm being mean. I'm being mean No, I know what song you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, so. Hey, in other news, the uh, America won 2-0, and Chivas won 1-0 in their Copa MX stuff. Now, 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 Mr. Pink is 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 listening to us and watching us, and he has a comment. He says Atlas has been struggling. Well, they have been struggling. It's been how many? See, Joel, you can laugh about Atlas's drought because it's 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 not as it's uh, it's worse than yours. So, how how long has it been, Joel? They won it in 1951. So that's, if you do the math in your head quickly, that's uh, 65 years, correct? Pretty much, man. So, so somebody could be drawing social, the people that, that, that draw Social Security this year <laughs> have never seen Atlas win the championship. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> you know, I, I came close to watching them win one uh, when they played uh, Toluca in the final. You, and you, it it you. went to penalties. You wash your mouth. You stand on my body and say, "Que carajo tengo que hacer?" I don't believe you. Oh, we got a caller. We got a caller in. We do not. Yeah, from Chicago. Hola, uh, it's uh, Tomas oh, calling in. It's, it's checking Tomas, in. The, um, Tomas from the. Not sure what you guys are talking you, about, but uh, uh, just really quick, I wanted to. Uh, I have an observation from, I don't know if it's just the, over the last couple of years or what. I'm not a big-time diehard, but I noticed that when we got mixed games, stadiums are pretty much all empty. So how the hell do these teams make money then? Because I just saw uh, El Clásico Tapatío. There was, like, no one there. Right now, Chivas is playing empty stadiums. Like, how how do these teams make money? Well, it ain't ticket sales. It's probably uh, probably their biggest money maker uh, aside from merchandising is I would assume their TV contract. 
and right here at the U.S. where they make their most money. And U.S. TV and the contract and the contract they have with Univision is because they they each can can negotiate individually with TV in Mexico and TV in the U.S. That's uh, that's uh, an interesting uh, an interesting. Oh, other other money yeah. is on TV, Yon. The ratings are high, <clears throat> and in the U.S., just having the second market, and and in the U.S., you know, Mexican soccer is. Uh, gets more viewers than like EPL and other stuff. That's yeah, it, it is. It's what we've talked about in the past. It is the most watched soccer league in this country. That's why all you need. Why doesn't Liga Max uh, package their their league and like sell it the way the Premier Premier uh, League does or La Liga does and sell it worldwide? Wouldn't that grow the because the product not just in the U.S. but like worldwide? It would, but the problem is, is that is that they don't have enough. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Star power to package it well. Now, that's something that I'm sure that they would love to do, but I, I don't think that uh, people in England are going to go. Oh man, I cannot wait on you know at Sunday nights at at Sunday to six o'clock to watch to watch that team boom as play. You know, I, I just I don't. Uh, I don't think it uh, that that they're there that they're there quite yet now. Uh, they, I mean, you know, the fact that they have a, a, an audience here in the U.S. Uh, helps them a lot, helps them a ton. I'm personally starting to believe that uh, the Chivas' marketing moves are not geared toward the fan in Mexico. I think it's geared more toward the fan in the states. I think that the, the lack of sponsor on the shirt, the uh, the Chivas TV, I think a lot of their, their moves are geared toward attracting the uh, the U.S. fan because I think that uh, the Mexican fans are the guinea pig. For Chivas TV, I think the real, you know, maybe that's but that's what we've been missing all along, Joel, is that is that this is the guinea pig, and then they're going to launch Chivas TV for real uh, in the U.S. And then, uh, and, then, you, and then and then that's there is truth to that, but that kids in the U.S. just have access to so much or, soccer. Or, 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 or Why would you want to pay? I'm sorry, true. what happened? I didn't I didn't hear. Uh, I was, uh, I, uh, I think I was agreeing with you. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but kids, yeah, kids what do you, what's up? Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you guys, what do you guys think about, uh, I don't know if it's official yet, but I was hearing last night that, uh, Alan Pulido rumors back to Chiva. Is that, is that any, any truth to that? Or is that just, uh, well, kind of internet you know, it's funny you mentioned that. We uh, we we do we do believe that for for Alan Pulido to ever play in Mexico again, uh, we mentioned that uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, he would have to strip naked in the Marco Plaza and walk to the Universitario while, naked whilst being whipped and having Tuca Ferretti yell shame shame behind him. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Um, Jose Luis Higuera just said that there was no truth to the rumors. Yeah, it's not going to happen. He, it's going to be very difficult for him to ever play in Mexico again. Uh, the the only team he can he can even consider playing for, and they will take their full cut when when uh, if and when it happens. So any any, any kind of uh, transfer market, uh, whatever the price is, Tigres uh, uh, is going to get half of it. So basically, it, it doubles his value uh, artificially. So 
he ain't playing. He ain't. You know, there's there's a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory that Bolido was never kidnapped. It was actually just a cover up because he was driving uh, drunk. And if that did happen, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me. But not only was he driving drunk, he was driving. He was driving a Nissan. <laughs> and emails yeah. can't be can't be seen in Nissans. Yeah, it was a rental though. Yeah, the other right. one more thing. I just wanted to uh, hear your guys' opinion on uh, Salcedo going to uh, Fiorentina. Is that like um, you see him doing well and transferring to a bigger team there, or do you think he's uh, it's just kind of a dead end move for him? No, we. Uh, well, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, uh, but I'll, I will speak for myself. I think it's a good move for him. I, I hope that uh, that he that he does do well. Uh, if if you're a defender, I would uh, I would think, and I'm maybe dating myself here, but I, you know, maybe it's a stereotype, but I but I do think that the Italians uh, have a defensive style that I think is something that uh, that, that 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 is probably should be learned, and and if you're effective with it, it can be extremely effective. And if uh, if Sassetta learns to defend in, in that style, I think it's going to be great for him. And hopefully, you know, even if he just practices that style, it's going to be great for him. So I do think it was a good move, and hopefully it works out for him. And, uh, you know, Fiorentina, they're decent. I don't know if they've made any uh, European uh, tournaments this summer, but, uh, you know, he's going to play some pretty, you know, if he gets to play some 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 decent uh, some decent caliber teams. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a, it's definitely a move that uh, can can work out very well for him if he if, if he ta- if he takes advantage of the opportunity. I see him doing good. I think uh, he was fortunate to leave Chivas. It's it's just a mess uh, with management. So he he's on loan, so he has to prove himself. But he definitely has the talent to to stay to stay who, in Europe. Who do you guys think? Who do you guys think is the next uh, Mexican to leave? To Europe, Montes. I think it's going to be Cesar Montes, but they're going to. Yeah. But but they now see now he is going to be worth the money that they pay. I mean he they they're going to he'll probably settle like around I don't know from like maybe seven to twelve, and I think I think I think that that'll be a very very fair market value for him. And uh, I mean and 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 Tigan and, and Monterrey. And I'm would be right there with them, you know. Like if we're gonna get, you know, if, if we're gonna sell him, you better make the offer real nice, because, you know, he he could, you know, we can see him being here for, being here for ten, fifteen years. Yeah. I mean, I think he has that kind of talent. So, so his the offer is gonna have to be good for Monterey to even consider it. Hey, what about Chucky? You guys see oh, Chucky? Excuse me, I, I did it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Monterey. Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chucky. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about uh the. It seems like the Chucky uh, Lozano uh, bandwagon kind of uh, caught flat <laughs> tire because of uh, the way the seven zero and his Olympics and might be might be better for his development development in the long run for him to maybe stick around another season maybe refine himself and maybe even put on some size because he seems pretty undersized to be in. Uh, pretty much any league in Europe, so I don't know. But he needs to go somewhere where they they have a good weight program, but also you know where he can work on his acceleration. Uh, I believe that Chucky is uh, his, his his best move right now. If if he's, if he would make a move, is to go to a a Tigres or an America or a Chivas yeah. or a Cruz Azul. 
Actually, that you know, that to me, I think would would be and the and then and let him prove himself. There. And if he succeeds there, then he's ready. That then you know, at at 21, he can go. You know, he's still young enough, or even at 22, where he can go and uh, and see what he can do. Uh, but I I think that 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 is what he needs. Is he he needs to play on a team that uh, can uh, exert him mentally more than where he's playing right now. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think he's He's ready to go over there, and he should probably be able to prove himself in one of those clubs that you mentioned. Uh, also, I don't hear a lot of people uh, grilling uh, Antonio Mohamed. Uh, he has such a talented squad in the way the team has been performing lately. Oh, man, you weren't listening to us. What's that? You weren't yeah, listening we, uh, we to us, up, man. Yeah. We spent a good 10 Ho-ho-ed minutes. was particularly, particularly harsh, particularly harsh on <laughs> I'm Mohammed. <laughs> These guys are even criticizing his uh worse. No, you know what my take is on that? I feel that. Mm-hmm. Just because of, of he he's gone into this lifestyle where he's jet sets and he does all this other stuff. I feel that he, he he's not that concentrated on the football aspect. So some of the problems that so, he had with are you Elias. Suggest, yeah, are you suggesting that the limelight and the skinny jeans and the uh, <laughs> yeah. the attention he's getting in Mexico is getting to his head, and he's not he, focusing on football? Yeah, also the like the money, man. He he's just yeah, you know, this yeah, when he was at well, you know what Monterrey he was probably the best town to have money in in Mexico. This this guy when he was in America, he left he left for the weekend. Wow. To fly to Rome because uh, the Pope, you know, Pope Francis, he he put on a yeah. he put on a soccer friendly between uh I don't know you know how they do like those they get retired players to yeah the to Demok is yeah. Demok is gonna play in one yeah uh, Demok is playing in the next one the Demok was drafted to God's team but uh so so Mohammed just left during the you know and and. You have the team trying to qualify to Ligia or do good, and he just leaves. And he did it a few times while at America. He would just take off to Argentina and make up excuses. Uh, I had to go see something left. about my daughter. Or, he even huh? left during halftime to go to Tequesquitengo once. <laughs> I don't know, but that's pretty unheard of. Like, uh, you know, in, in Mexico, you don't really see. So he's like he's like coaches. a Carlos Vela of coaches. He's just doing it because it's a <laughs> yeah. Game. His passion, his passion is in his dance. So yeah, no, no, but yeah, he has to be doing way better at Monterrey, and it's just he's I, to me. I don't think he's he's that he's that motivator. He's you know completely yeah. concentrated. See, I, think, I, think, yeah, I think he's twiddling his thumbs. Uh, I think that the uh, I think that the the uh, the, the Femex foot is they're getting ready because they know what's coming. I think we all know what's coming. The uh, inevitable. <laughs> Firing of Juan Carlos Osorio, I think you know Mohamed could certainly be a candidate. Uh, you know we think Duca's a candidate. I think could have um, been Piojo the way he got his team playing. Huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, but he would certainly could do a. You know he and Martinoli can hide out on TV and then it'll, it'll be done. <laughs> and uh, I'm serious, you, you guys, you guys think I'm kidding? Uh, you know that, that that's what it would take. But uh, see now, you got me thinking about them hugging it out, and I and I lost my train of thought. Oh, but the uh, you know the the players and I'm starting to drop like flies. You know, Ochoa, 
is rumored to like I'm not I'm not playing for that guy anymore, or maybe the the, the coach said I don't want him as on my team anymore, so he ain't coming. So they're 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 the expectation is that is that uh, the the top candidate for FIFA World Player of the Year as as he should be every year. Picolin is 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 a candidate to be to be on the you know on the on the team. And uh, frankly, with Talavera playing badly and Memo not coming. I think we could be seeing Picolin entre los postes. Corona, I think we could be seeing Picolin entre los postes <laughs> for the for these two games. Hey man, you know what? Why not throw him a bone? He's played really well for the past couple of years. I mean, no one can deny that. And uh, you know, I, I know that his his extra cancha stuff is a little is a little unpalatable. But Pico Dios, I'm telling you, man, that you know he's. He will uh, will narrowly lose to Ronaldo in the in the Ballon the Ballon de Oro contest. Martin del Palacio and I are, are both convinced that, uh, that 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 Pico Dios should be, you know, it was he was starting to run away with the vote, but uh, he had to let those three goals in against Monterrey just to, just to keep the fans interested, you know, make sure that you know Ronaldo's hurt right now. They want he doesn't want to take all his momentum away, so he had to he had to pump the brakes a little on the momentum. But it's uh, it, it's all there for him. It's all there for him. And you know, if 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 he makes the national team and starts a game, then you know at halftime they should just go ahead and give him the Ballon de Oro, just just uh, you know, and they should do it in the in the the the, the Cuscap. Uh, this sounds like you've been yeah, writing Cusca, fan fiction. I cannot. What's the what's the stadium in San Salvador? El Cuscatlan, Flor Blanca. Cuscatlan, good God! I, I I couldn't say it. Yeah, the Cuscatlan. I I was having a hard time saying it. They, they should do it there because you know you know how how uh, how receptive the uh, Salvadorian fans are to uh, to Mexican players. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so Ochoa and, Ch- and Chicharito and again I have my hand in air quotes broke his hand and won't be able to <laughs> yeah. make the trip. I, I am telling you, I think that the you know the, interesting the, uh, timing. Yeah, Osorio has lost the locker room, and uh, it, they they will lose. I, I they will lose in Columbus. And he won't make it to the Look, next I don't game. know. There's, I've heard people like soccer um, writers and experts on Twitter say that they give uh, Osorio credit for not quitting. Well, well, I'm going to have to job, stop you right there. Hard. Are you saying um, you follow other other experts <laughs> and and writers other than us? Because I am hurt. I am hurt. I've. Uh, As you were saying. I, I didn't. I didn't say I followed. I said I. I happened to witness through retweets and other dibble and dabbles. But the. Uh, I've. I've. I've also heard that Osorio quit, but the FMF didn't allow him to break out of his contract. Uh, so they made him. You know, they made him continue to coach, obviously, until they find a replacement. And either way, I think, like you mentioned, I think that the players are lost. They're. I mean, they're. He doesn't have control of that locker room and. The respect is not there. I mean, it's just, it's inevitable. I don't know who they have in mind to replace him. Um, I don't, I, I would like Duca, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Duca would want to. Um, Man, it would be, uh, it would be the, join the list. Duca's is the greatest, greatest moment yeah. of his entire career. Hey, hey, hey dude, see, you don't, you don't listen to Yon. T- tell him why Duca would take it. Because all he would have to do is coach the World Cup. You know they don't have the moleros like they used to anymore. So like he, he would only have the hex, maybe one or two moleros, and then the prep for the World Cup. 
it would be it would, it would, he could he could take Mexico to the court of the semis, whatever it is, and retire. He's in his 60s. It, it, I, I could not think of a more glorious way. And, and only, I guarantee you that, that when he had to taste, when he did that game, I guarantee you that the, and the players loved it. You could, it was so obvious that the players just, they immediately took to him. And, yeah, and uh, it's just, he lets them play, he lets them be themselves. But not only that, the FMF would be so desperate to have someone. Yes. He would be able to impose his, his Tuka law. You know, because, yeah, exactly. because Osorio... You know, he he doesn't have full control of the team. So I mean, that's that's the one thing I've said in, in the past. He has to, he still needs to uh, get permission to do certain things or call up certain players. Hey, Rafa Marquez is being interviewed in uh, in Football Picante, and he said that Osorio has the full support of all the players, and. Uh, Hey, if you if you, you, have you don't to... think that's him being yeah you don't think that's him being like a good politician and just like uh, trying to put on a like a happy face because I don't know I, it just seems hard to believe that that they would stand behind him after the like the way he kind of rotates players in and out there's no set lineup that's seven to zero I don't know it's just his demeanor it just seems like uh, to be honest the moment I found out that we were hiring a Ex MLS MLS coach, uh, I was very disappointed. So I can imagine that maybe some of the players felt the same way. I don't know. Yeah, he. he well, uh, I don't necessarily think that you know. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Chiquis. Oh yeah, real quick. I was just reading the tweets. I have. I'm, I'm going to watch the whole interview. I have it on mute, but I'm just reading the highlights of it. And he does go on to say that um, the decision to not have him start the last game against Chile was. Uh, was the coaches and he just has to respect it. And then at the end he goes that we have to, the Mexican player has to change its mentality. And then, uh, he sort of changes his tune a little bit saying that the, the players are being treated like, uh, like merchandise. They're just there to do what they're told and follow orders and that's it. So that's sort of, he was sort of going along with the coach and everything at first, and then he sort of like complains. I'm just a robot. We don't get the choice. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, when I hear players say something, I always say, "Well, it's uh, basically the exact opposite is happening." Both the coaches and, of course, GMs when they talk about contract stuff. Uh, now, if Chicharito bails, obviously he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be there. Uh, Ochoa, what if uh, what if the the uh, the Porto boys say, you know what, we've got a we got a big Champions League game that we got to, you know. Oh wait, you know, Boavista is coming to play in the league, and that, that that's a big game. So we're gonna we're gonna stay here. Uh, I, I just don't see why. Uh, I mean, I I do believe that the that the locker room is lost. You know, when you're a coach and you do your big your big interview the first time after you come back from a loss, seven zero loss, and you're in your interview, and they said, well, what what did you learn from that? He said, well, what I learned was, you know, the next time I'm down three zero, I'll know I'll know what to do. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> so why, why, these last two games don't matter, right? Why don't they just call up Liga MX players for these last two games um, just to get them over with? I mean, you you, you could do that. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you know, the, the, these games actually fit in, into his style of the whole rotation thing because, I mean, if, if you're just going to evaluate players, yeah, then these two games are, are, are perfect for that. I just I, – I, you know, I just don't understand why you would want to do that in a tournament, though. Right. I mean, unless, unless if he just thought that the whole tournament was just a joke, and he just wanted to see what his players could do. You know, just but 
but, wait, but wait. Then the, yeah. I wouldn't say that they don't matter. They matter to ratings. That's true. And we do know who the boss is. And uh, yeah, so when it comes to that. Also, ratings as in people aren't aren't going to watch if the European players aren't there. No, I mean you still have to you have to entertain. So I mean, well, people so go to Moleros all the time and people, fill up the stadiums in Seattle and Phoenix. But that's in the U.S. That's in the U.S. These games are in Mexico. It's a, it's a it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say this though. I think that uh, you know I I would seriously consider if I were the FMF, I would seriously consider rotating the. Uh, the stadiums for the hex. I would seriously consider that. I think that the, the energy that a, that a Monterrey or a Guadalajara can give the team, I think would be would be would would be strong. Uh, you know, Quereta would be a great another great city for them to play in. Um, I think that the Azteca is. Uh, I think it needs to earn its intimidation factor back. I don't think it's there. And uh, if they keep playing there more and more. And they keep having lackluster results. I mean, the uh, the intimidation factor is down to like a two right now. It needs to get back get back up to eleven where it used to be. And uh, I think the only way you do that is if you use it sparingly, not every game. And then by the time when it gets back to it, then you can start playing more games there. But right now they need to they need to they need to they need to quit the Azteca for a little bit. I'm a, I must I can't quit you. So, just my 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 own personal personal opinion. Joel, any, any more breaking news on Chivas TV? <clears throat> None. That's that's all I had. <laughs> they haven't signed with Claro Sports yet. The hacker was on Americanista. <laughs> really? Just kidding. That uh, I didn't know that America was. Uh, was was famous in Russia. So does does Osorio get a full complement of players, or are our guys going to start getting the FIFA flu and not come? I think I think they'll go. I think it's legit. Pichetito's injury. The Porto guys are going to go. Um, yeah. Do you think Chicharito really fell, or do you, or do you think he told the what's her name? Uh, her girlfriend is like. Lucana, Lucia. Like, did you did you guys did you guys ever see the movie Victory when uh, they had their their English goalie, but but Sylvester Stallone had to be the keeper because he was the contact with the resistance. So they had to come <laughs> up with the reasons that the keeper couldn't play, so they break his arm. Remember that? Do you think that that uh, was it, Lucia? Do you think that she? I think helped uh, Chicharito take one for the team. I think he, you know how he scores goals off his face, and I think he's just like a little clumsy. <laughs> Dork type of guy. He no, just... I, I can see some players turning it down simply because the, their season is starting and it's very important. And the the qualifying game is really pretty much wrapped up. It's a really rough time up. to have qualifiers. And it's pretty wrapped up. It's not like Mexico's in need of the win. They could lose both games and they're well, still on the second still round. Coming first. He's gonna miss one or right. one yep. or two Bundesliga games though. So, yeah, no, but I'm saying other players. Yeah, but like if, even I, if you're like you Salcedo, you just got to Fiorentina. Why, why are you going to come and play a, a Molero, you know? Here's what's going to happen. You should try. He's not going to play the first one. The list is going to come out, right? And then, and then, but he won't be on the list, and then he'll play the second one. <laughs> he'll be back. It's a broken wrist. I mean, good God, what does he need his wrist for? You know? 
bandage it up or cast it up. Yeah, exactly. Cast it up. You know, it's not like he's he's a he's a receiver in football. I mean, he can he can play he can play with a, with a, with the wrist, but he can't travel because he's injured. So, so I think Lucia gave a you know put the two by four between his arm and just snapped it and see what uh, see what they could do. And uh, well, you know, we maintain that uh, that well, at least I do that uh, Osorio will be will be uh, fired by the end of the year because he'll <coughs> get the point X, and uh, they'll need a short-term solution. Uh, I think Duca's a huge candidate. I think Bioko's a candidate. And if um, if Mohamed had it was playing a little better, he would probably be a candidate. And then of course the other guy we have to think of who will. Unfortunately, probably get the gig is going to be Nachambris. <laughs> he, He's—I thought he was going to be gone from he's, he's impressed. He's endured some time with them. The only way I see Ambris well, getting you know, is, is a, the only way I see him getting it. Everybody else says no. I could see Nacho getting it, but only if it's with Pelias. If they both come back. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about Duca is that if, if Duca comes, then Mejia Barones is like consigliere, and that means that uh, that uh, Cantu and the other guy are like, I mean, they would be. Well, that's the other thing is that all three of them, when Osorio loses, all three of them will be gone. They'll they'll all be gone because uh, the new coach ain't gonna go. Why, well, why do I have to listen to you? And especially if it's Duca, Duca go, I'll bring Mejia Baron and I'll bring you know. You know, maybe maybe Bora can come as a special call. God, I would give any idea how, how happy that would be. <laughs> I think I think Bora lost some of his marbles, dude. Hey, man, I, I, I would still take Bora at, at forty percent of his brain capacity. I think he than, lost some of them at the old. You know what he did yeah. in uh, you go ask Martin at the O six World Cup. So he wandered into the to the press area. And there wasn't any seats, and he, he sat on Martin <laughs> to watch a game. <laughs> he kind of said, over and he shared a seat. I hope Martin didn't, uh, didn't, get, uh, oh. didn't get too excited with having Bora on his on his, on his Probably. Mind. I wouldn't mind seeing a game with Bora, though. See what his yeah, I bet you take would, would, he, would he, be he does uh, football de primarista, that in that World Cup he was doing football de primera, I think, with Andres Canto. Maybe he just oh. wasn't doing that game that day. No, he. Oh man, have you have you guys ever listened to their to their broadcast during the World Cup? It is fantastic. It is so much better. I than I heard it. Song. You know when I heard it like years ago, and uh, he had Hugo Grondona. Man, that guy would just tear Andres a new one. He would just be extremely rude. <laughs> wow. Sometimes I felt. It was funny, but then at times it just felt like overboard, like, right. and I can't probably just it, going along with it because it's a grondona. Do you guys remember you know? uh, Naked Gun at the, at the, in the in the baseball scene at the end of the movie where they're introducing the announcers, like eight announcers? Hey, it's Kurt Gowdy and Mel <laughs> Allen and this guy and that guy. That's that's how many announcers they have on football. We met in the World Cup. Yeah, it's Andres yeah. Cantor and then Hermosillo, and they have. Uh, uh, you know Marcelo Balboa, or or, or they have uh, they have Bora there. They have a, they have a, a like a 95 year old Argentine ref. 
you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, but it's there, it's incredibly, they have one of the, the Torres, it's incredibly entertaining. They, they, oh, Valderrama is one of his analysts, and Valderrama's terrific. And it's, I need to re- go back. it's really, really entertaining. You just did a good plug for their show, John. I, I had stopped listening, I forgot why, you know. I might have to search no, it out. No, but I'm talking about when, when they do World Cup games, not the show that they do daily, and when they do the World Cup games. No, but their daily is pretty good, uh, too. I, I'm. You know it is, and I should probably should listen to it more often too. It's uh, like, uh, you can you know you can listen to it on TuneIn Radio. <laughs> Listeners, uh, hey, listen to these guys instead. Yeah, because you know I you know I know that we're we have a very high level uh, podcast <laughs> all, all here. I give the other people a chance. Hey, yeah, I want to give the other people a chance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, we we get we've gotten up to a hundred. Man, I'm very disappointed that uh, that uh, that Ronnie dropped off, you know, with with this. See, that it just goes to show you, Joel, that, that, that even though it's a Super Clásico week, that it just it's just you know it doesn't feel like a Super Clásico week because hey, well, this, it's, it's in August. This Clásico means more to them as well. They're celebrating the centenario. That's well, maybe see, maybe maybe Ronnie got off because maybe he maybe maybe he knows something. It's too much pressure. And he like and and he, and he doesn't like what he knows. Maybe. You know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen, Hoyt, is uh is uh Vicente's gonna show up. And uh it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna throw the whole the whole mojo of the stadium off. Wait, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Almeida was only able to win the his very first Clásico he played when he racked up those first five wins. And I don't think he's been able to win since. Well, he's only played uh, that, you know, two, and then they had the in the league. Yeah, they played two, and uh, you know they won one of them, but they, did, they didn't get the goal differential in the other. So, or maybe I can't remember what happened. Yeah, no, I think they haven't won. I think he hasn't been able to win. That's because he keeps sending uh, Hulit to take penalty <laughs> kicks. Hulit. Wow. Man, what poor man! I I thought he was just a just a just a dynamite. I mean, he was and and, he, and it was dynamite for two years, just consistently great. And uh, he just hasn't he just hasn't been the same. He went into a slump right before the the mundial, and he just hasn't been the same. He has not. Been the same. When he when he started crying, that was the sign. He's weak. <laughs> you think so? But he was a boxer, though. You just don't think that he has the the the, the mental stone. You know, to... you know what's disappointing because he closed the season playing really good. Last season he closed it and he was doing good. And then this season mm-hmm. he hasn't been, he hasn't been to that level. Yeah, but and I, well, I mean, a lot of people they expected him to do better just because he had Cayito right there, so yeah, part of his support system. Yeah, well, you know why? It's because uh, it's because he's not playing his his natural position. You know, the, yeah, I've told Juan, and he's he doesn't want to believe that, but uh, he is he in even, denial. But he he, he knows he I'm right. Contra- he knows he I'm even, right. He even contradicted the great John Wooden, John. I almost left the conversation wow. at that point. Wow. Yeah, that uh, would have been... Uh... Yeah, the, the one thing, because uh, he's, uh, you know, Juwan is, uh, he's That's... married to the whole Dutch system of, you know, you, you have like coaches like Bengal and they like to have players be multifunctional. Be able to play three, four different positions. Um, well, that's great. But if your players are multi, if he, if he doesn't have the capacity to, then you have to get players that are multifunctional. 
They don't have multifunctional players. See, that's what always cracks me up about these system guys. Okay, great, run your system. You know, get you know, don't just sign guys because you're signing guys. You know, sign guys that to make to make stuff work. Yeah. And I mean, to me, Hulit, Hulit is is deadly, deadly in the box. I, the, there are a few that, as they say, que que pueden pisar el área como lo hace Hulit. I mean, he's just he's really good at that. Why yeah, are that, you wasting him making play that, defense? And, that's and, where and, I was. I was doing the whole Wooden comparison because he had, uh, you know, his players from high school to when they, the players, uh, their shooting average will go up from when they were in high school to, to, uh, to when they were playing with him in college, and they say how that's, you know, it's pretty rare. Usually, you, you know, know they don't improve. It is well. And <laughs> when how sacrilegious it is for 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 a coach oh. like Juan to to <laughs> blaspheme. I, yeah, John Wooden. It's like it's like Chiki's telling us there is no God, <laughs> right? So what what happened was that like during training, you know, Wooden would notice where, from where what position they they make the most shots. What was their, what area they were more effective? And you'll be like, you know, I just concentrate shooting from here. And it's it's the same with with Gulit. It should be like, you're the best in this area. Just let's, let's stick you right there. Yeah, I mean, it just it makes it makes it makes no. I mean, he's he is he's a natural, and he'd be really good at it, and and it would, you know, you know, you know, like remember remember Lothar Mateus? Did you ever follow his? Did you follow his career where he was like, you know, he was like a you know, he wore number ten. He was yes, he was, you know, the the withdrawn forward type, right? And then as his career got older, and he never played a striker, but he was you know the setup guy, and then you know yeah. a very good attacking midfielder to boot himself, just terrific. And then as as he got older, you know, he he was more of the the holding, you know, the defensive midfielder. And then by the time 1998 rolls around, you remember what position he played? Yeah, he was the center. He, he was, was like the, the sweeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you know he didn't he didn't have the skills to do the other stuff. So why are you know? But he could still play at a, an extremely high level at certain positions. So why would you you know why would you not take advantage of that? And then that's what you know, Vasco Aguirre was the same way. He started his career playing, you know, you know, higher up the pitch, and by the time he was done, he was one of the, you know, he was a, a, a Saguero too. Because I mean, they're just they're too good to keep on the pitch, but they're not good enough to play at the positions of where you know they can do the most, you know, be most effective. So why would you play in there? Why would you play Hulit as a midfielder when I mean, when, when, when you don't have strikers anyway? I mean, and he's a goal. He's he's the most natural goal scorer they have. It makes. It is it is it is shocking to me that that, that that he's not there. Do you have do you have an this number? Should we go ahead and call him right now? Can we can we call out Kiki's? You know, the thing is he he doesn't have anyone to advise him. He has uh Joel Joel he needs to he needs to read our column. He <laughs> he should, huh? But no, he, yeah. He, of course, I'm talking about the gentleman's agreement, which uh, we haven't uh, published in a while. But uh, there will be a new edition coming out soon for you folks. That, uh, tomorrow, yes. Enjoy reading uh, the gentleman's agreement. No, but but John, he seriously doesn't have anyone to question or or. He has no consigliere. Like he has he has no bench he, coach. He has uh, you know they they got rid of the guy that was supposed to be uh, right. I forget you his know, name right now. Um. Tuca has Mejia Baron. Mejia Baron has has right and then has you know has loosened Tuca up a little bit. Has opened his broadened his horizons. Nacho has Belais, who does the same thing, kind of evaluates and assesses what happened. 
and uh, uh, you know, uh, Almeida just has has nobody. Yeah, and he's, he's still a young coach. He's still new to the game. So he's all alone. <laughs> well, you know, thing, I'm very. I feel I... paying him to learn. He's <laughs> not not only coach but also GM because they they made him the GM. <laughs> It's so sad. He's he's all by himself. That's why he has that look on his face when they score goals. Hey, he has a paid internship. I don't think he's sad. He's getting paid. No, he, he's uh, paid, paid handsomely. Well, see, so you know who they need to bring back then? Who, they need, who, who needs to be his bench coach? His bench coach? Yeah, his his the guy that he can that he can lean on and talk to. There's only one person for the for 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 the for the for the role. <laughs> Come on, Hoyt. I don't who am I talking about? To tell me who, who, is, who is the Chiva for life that 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 eventually will make his way will make his way back will make his oh, way back. Oh no, he's he's not Come coming on. back. No, he's coming. You know he's coming back. You would, if he comes back. You know, Almeida will be there. Figuera won't be there. He can't quit Chivas. He can't do it. He might be on another team, but you know where his heart is. You know where his heart is. No, it's true, but he's not. He's not returning anytime soon, because uh, it's right now. It's Iguera's team, so it's Iguera doesn't want none of the old card. He's been getting rid of the old card, so you know we're at we're at their mercy right now. Chivas is, is, is Chivas going to win? Is, are they going to win this weekend? I could see them pulling out a tie. I don't. I don't see them winning. Really? See, I, I think they have a chance. I don't think America is just, you know, the, the, actually, you know, they're 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 a very solid team. There's no question. No, but and they got, they got the one guy. Chivas is that, a good team too. But they got the one guy Chivas hasn't been able to handle. They got him back. Sambu. Sambu has been, yeah, he's Chivas hasn't been able. He's a to, Chivas. He is. You know, man. Speaking of which. Uh, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little uh, put off that El, el, el Camiarrayas didn't join us tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm he, not sure what's up with that. It's been a bad week for him. I don't, I don't think he oh, he has much he has right now. He's, 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 he spent so stuff. much time defending Chivas TV and he's running out of excuses. And then Tigres <sighs> doing good, doing bad. I mean, I mean Monterrey. <laughs> I'm not talking about, about no, not that cambiar rayas. Not, I'm talking about the the, cam, the cambiar rayas that went from red rayas to to blue ones. That cambiar rayas. The Pachuca. I, yeah, the the Pachuca prodigy. Oh, we just summoned. We, we just summoned oh. Pern. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> we oh my talking goodness. about it. I, we I didn't even play. I didn't even play. The, the La Volpe the La Volpe chant. Release the Kraken. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good, Fernando. You're catching us just as we're as as, as we're as we're wrapping it up. But uh, oh. but don't feel bad, Fernando. We're we're we'll, we'll take care of you. We're we are in the business of of enter, of providing entertainment and comfort for our for our fans and our fellow listeners and of course our panel. So so we will go ahead and let you let you have your moment. <laughs> you know it's been a rough week for you. Yes, I know. It has been. He didn't get his $200 either. $200? <laughs> I got ripped off, man, by, Pied- by Piedrias from uh, 
from big soccer. He told me if I uh, what's guy, if I did a flip in a in a cartwheel, I would get two hundred dollars from him, and he didn't come through. So. Yeah, but but the to to his side, Pern did it in like a dark alley where you can't even see the video very well. <laughs> you don't even know if it's really Pern. You gotta. Do it. Now, did you guys make sure in the video that that Fernando just didn't do like like he's standing like in the star position, like behind a green screen, and then he's just like <laughs> like rotating himself in the oh, image dark. to make it look like well, dark. He didn't see to make it look anything. like he was doing the cartwheel. No, Outside my house, there's no lighting, man. So it's like, and I didn't have, I don't have a. Flood what do they have? Do they have rolling blackouts in Arizona? No, it's just I just didn't have a light installed. I just yeah. moved into that place, and I. You went during the day today? Huh? Did you do one during the day today? Actually, I did, <laughs> but I'm kind of embarrassed. Now, can can you do a can you do a tumbling <laughs> pass like those gym like the gymnasts can? Can you like? And now he'll do a triple sound. Well, that's how it. Hey, that's how it all started, flex. man. This guy was, you know, I, I said, you know, I made the comment that, you know, Alexa Moreno. Fernando, have you been watching gymnastics? Is, 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 that, is that what started this comment? Are you, no, are you well, a gymnastics no, it's the Olympics, fan? You know, like they were talking trash about Alexa Moreno, oh. the Mexican gymnast. And I said, you know, she just skipped on a few tortillas, you know, she'll be all right. She needs to lose a little bit of weight. And, you know, that guy started Why saying, does no, she you can't even weight. do a part Gymnasts, gymnasts are thick. Gymnasts uh, are, are thick girls. They don't need to lose weight. Well, you know, if she lost some some of that body fat, you know, and you know, she will have a, she'll be able to take care of her not take care of her body, but like like be able to maneuver her body. It's all uh, part of better. her aerodynamic style. <laughs> I don't know. So don't so know. you so you got ripped off. Your your team loses to Arabe Unido last week where where we were on the show. We're we're humiliated, patently humiliated by a Panamanian team. And then, just when you think they're going to turn it around, Mohammed shows up at Seoul dressed like he is, like he's getting ready to go hit the disco that night. Like, like he forgets that there's a game. He wants to get dressed like hours ahead of time. And watches Pumas just, just, just score one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like the first 20 minutes, he scored four goals. And, you know, Monterrey is done. So I have to ask you, Fernando. I mean, is is there is there a crisis? Is is there a crisis in Monterrey? Without knowing precisely yeah. what the danger is, would you say it's time no. for our viewers to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would get. <laughs> so, please, please, please fill us in on on on, on the fragile psyche of the Rayada fan. Uh, 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 see, see how convenient the, the his, his, his feed the, the, the his feed cuts out as he as he. I'm right here, man. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm, hello. Yeah, we're hello. listening. Um, see, again, I do admit again, that there is a crisis. That's, that's, there is a crisis. You admit it. Yes, there is, but you know what? It's still early now, on in the season. Now, this is the team, Joel. This is a team, Joel, that I believe that their payroll is like forty or fifty million dollars higher than than, this, than the next team. Is that correct? At least forty or fifty million. I mean, the, their payroll is in like the high nineties. They're the highest paid team in the league by far. Like that's not even a question. And then I think they're sitting in in like in like fifteenth place. 
So I think that would warrant that would warrant like like major foco rojo, just just super crisis right now. Any you, how many do you, do you even have? Do you even have fingernails left? Are you wearing man diapers to bed <laughs> because you're wetting yourself? Uh, I got those fake nails right now on, and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be a true fan. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, we there. I yeah, a little wrong right now. And, is um, it is it time for Mohammed to go? Is it time for him to go? No, not yet. Give him some time because I think he can still turn it around. If the La Directiva sells uh, Carlos Sanchez, there's a chance to turn it around. So you see, so you bring it back to. So you think that Carlos Sanchez is like the virus that has infected this team because of his attitude before the final. It's like the cancer man. Last that's, season, you think that it's growing exponentially. Every, so, you, so you know what? If if, uh, if if Carlos Salcedo was having problems with his teammates because he got a red card so he can go to the national team, imagine. Seeing a guy come back into the locker room, yeah, I'm not going to play the second leg of a final because my national team needs me to play a worthless friendly against Jamaica, 3,000 miles away before we travel another 10,000 miles to go to Copa America. Whereas Perfect. I can just leave from here and go 2,000 miles to Phoenix. And just think about it: the guy that that Carlos Sanchez spot he took, what kind of motivation he's going to have after? Oh well, he did, he left as he pleased, you know, to stupid. You know, Copa America, and they skipped, skipped on the final. He came back and took my spot. Stick you know what's that. unfortunate about about all this Monterrey talk is that you know we we were up to like 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 15 listeners. We're down to two. <laughs> you start talking Monterrey and and the audience. It, it is like it just just drops. The audience just drops like a snow. So, <laughs> uh, I don't so know what it's, happened it's, there. It's, it's very sad. It's very it's it's very sad. Very sad. Fernando, before before we wrap it up, uh, give us your uh, your prediction on who wins between uh, between America and Chivas. Who's going to win? Who's um, taking this one home? Well, you know, it's just another league game. You know, it's, it's not, not not a big deal. But not but a I big think deal. The, I think the most important game that's going to be in the next week is going to be well, this week is Pachuca Monterrey. That right there could be a make it or break it for. Uh, for our coach there, but I... I okay, I so know. so answer the question, Senator. Which, who, who are you going? <laughs> do you just tell us? We, we, you, well, you're, you're obviously have a neutral's opinion about this game, so you're not upsetting anybody. So well, who's it going to be? Well, um, I actually think, since it's going to be at Azteca, um, I think Chivas can tie this. Wow, so you think it's going to be a tie? Yeah. So 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 a tie so a tie so are we talking zero zero or one one two two three three? It's probably like gonna a be crazy a, a seven zero, seven. It's gonna be zero zero. But you know, I want to know is Juan on here or not on this call? No, the coach uh, was unable to. Well, are you talking about el, el cambia rayas, Juan Uribe? Yes. I was gonna ask him what he thought about the Pachuca versus Monterrey match. But I guess, like you said, it's cambiar rayas. <laughs> Are you talking about the uh, the Tigres Pachuca match where Tigres uh, just stomped all over uh, all over Pachuca? No, See, I, I can't I cannot talk I cannot talk trash because Pachuca uh, gave uh, gave Pumas the what for the week before. So I can only talk trash to you, which I will <laughs> gleefully do and have and will continue to do. And I wish I would have seen your uh, the, the the tweet about the about the, about the bet. 
Well, I would some... bet. I would bet you, but you know, it's just he wasn't wasn't meant. Yeah, to you would have been able to. You would have been able to give me those two hundred dollars that uh, that you would have won from Pedreyas. So <laughs> he is not even paying, man. <laughs> Well, I think that when now it was now I haven't seen the video, but it, do you have like empirical proof that you that you that you perform the task at hand? Yes, I do. And, and is is it can can is it one of these things where you like show your face and you go into silhouette and it's really your kid and your kid does the does the thing and then he comes back? No. And, hey. You didn't even and, like you cut to like you jumping. Oh, it was me. It was too dark. You can't even see a face. You can't see anything but a shadow. You can't even tell it's Pern. So a video, a video was demanded. Viva Pern dog or something. Or, uh, oh my goodness gracious! Only see that that is that is such that is such a a, a calc- cold and calculated move by the senator. You know the senator can't <laughs> you know cannot be cannot be at fault. They cannot confirm or deny anything. You know if, if it's. Uh, you know, he just, you know, you know, like a classic politician would say, well, you know, you just, you, you had to be there and, 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 and see me do it, but I did do it. Just, just take my word for it. <laughs> I think that, uh, I think that, yeah, I think that you need to, if, if it's no big deal, Fernando, you should just do it again. I mean, if it's just a matter of you just, you know, running and, and, and doing the cartwheel, or is it a cartwheel you have to do? Cartwheel and a flip, both. And a flip. A car yeah. like a like a back flip or a front flip? No, just a front flip. He didn't even uh, specify. Oh. That's that's what made it even is sillier. Because I, yeah. I already knew that if he didn't even he got he got specific after the fact after I had already agreed to his initial terms and he tried to change the terms and I said hell no. You know you you agreed to these ones first can't be changing them. So he probably like that. Damn, he's really gonna do it. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see if he if he pays up. Two hundred clams, huh? Well, Fernando, I hope for your sake that it that it, that it does happen. I hope for your sake that it does happen. Two hundred two hundred uh, dollars can buy a lot of tequila, so that you can continue to watch your team suffer and <laughs> drown your sorrows. I think that that'll probably get you through la jornada nueve. The two hundred dollars worth. Of course, I, I'm assuming that the, that that you're that your floor for a bottle of tequila is about forty dollars. Am I right? Like that—that's the minimum you would you would spend. Or are you like a guy that buys tequila Rio Bravo, the one in the plastic bottle? <laughs> no, I actually my preferred one is uh, is this Corralejo one that's pretty huge. Oh, the big, yeah, big blue bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what is your tequila of choice, uh, Joel? I don't even know if he's there. Did we lose Joel? He's there, but we can't hear him. He said he went to the bathroom. Must be a long break. Oof! It's uh. What about you, Beto? What's yeah, what your is your tequila? your tequila of choice? Uh, I don't drink. Oh my God! What kind of Mexican? Well, uh, of 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 the brands and logos that you've seen, which is the one that that you'd be most drawn to? Oh my God! The uh, one that comes to mind is the one made by uh, Kate Del Castillo. I think she has her own. What the hell? Throw <laughs> that trash away for a while. What if Hoel realizes that his mic is on? 
That's all right. We'll uh, we we'll, we will we will razz him. We will razz him appropriately when he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Pumas uh, photo team photo. That that looks nice, man, with that little back background mural. It's pretty. Oh, did they do it? Did they do it in front of the mural that their shirt? Yeah, we're still going. Same pattern that the shirt has. Yeah. Yeah, Joel, we were. Uh, oh. We were able to get. We were able to work everything out. Oh snap! Yes, I did. Uh, but I, I'm going to work soon, so. So did you took away the trash? Yeah, we heard you had to leave. put the trash out. Did you? Did, did you? Did you? Did you do your duty and put the trash out? <laughs> <laughs> I did, sir. I did. It's okay, Joel. I, I have, I have, I have, I have my my own responsibilities. I, I'm in charge of the litter box around here. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, oh, it's, all right, gents. But one that I that I that I do with with uh, with respect. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's okay. No, but no, I think no, it's no. time for us to wrap it up, Joel. So, well, it's a, it's a good time for us to uh, go ahead and say goodbye. We've had another. Another great show, a very entertaining and enjoyable show. It's a Clasico Nacional. Real quick, Holy Hall, before you leave and go to who's going to win, you said it's a tie? Yes. I see it as a tie. Fernando says it's a tie. Chiquis, what's going to happen? America wins. America what? wins. I'm, I'm going to go with the upset. I, I say Chivas wins. And, 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 and what's going to happen is they're going to finally listen to me. Hulit moves to striker. And he scores the winning goal. That's what's gonna happen. You know, I don't know, man, because like the the refs are so one sided towards America, man. They keep helping them. Just right now, they just like overturned that red card. That's ridiculous. That was a straight red. Well, card they did that for the for the espectaculo. Just remember what channel this uh, this this game is on. I Folks, know. this has been the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate. Your patronage, please join us next week. Of course, we'll have a lot to talk about next week because there'll be a call-up list, possibly. There'll be a Clásico Nacional that we hopefully will have a lot of uh, dubious refereeing decisions because those are always fun. And, of course, we'll get into what other topics that uh, come up. So we really do appreciate you all um, your listening to us tonight. You can listen to this broadcast live on YouTube every Wednesday night. And, of course, this podcast and our previous editions you can download at your leisure on iTunes. Thanks very much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you guys again next week.